Welcome back to the Adventures of the Inglorious Bards. I am your intrepid Game Master Tom. Thanks for joining us. On our last adventure, a creepy fellow tracked down Olgrim to offer him a lot of money for his barrel of dangerous alchemical ingredients. How this man knew about the barrel and why he wanted it so badly put the dwarf ill at ease. And the heroes made a new friend, Malil Abinar, a nobleman throwing a party and auction at his estate. The group was invited as part guests and part protection and had a chance to mingle with rich and influential people of the city. But all did not go as planned. A nasty clockwork soldier was released in the middle of the party, almost taking out the heroes and slamming Olgrim through a grandfather clock. The battle turned out to be a distraction for a thief who ran off with valuables from Malil's private room. The heroes now stand in the quiet chaos of what remains of the party wondering exactly what it is that they've stumbled into. The adventure begins. The screams of the rich and fabulous echo through the night air. Nobles in fine dinner outfits and exquisite dresses run from an estate and disappear down the street in a panic. Inside the estate, all is quiet. The remains of an expensive grandfather clock collapse into a mangled heap, causing what's left of a fine chandelier to crash to the dining room floor. A few servants and cooks peek out of the kitchen to make sure the chaos is over. A surly old guard with one good eye climbs up the steps to the second floor, carrying his employer and host of the party, Malil. The wounded noble moans in pain and clutches a bloody chest wound from an unexpected attack. The guard takes Malil to the master bedroom and carefully places him on the bed. Standing nearby in this room, our four heroes look at the wounded Malil and out the bedroom window in frustration at a woman who disappears into the night. The one-eyed guard grabs a nearby robe to help stop the nobleman's bleeding. Malil whispers, That one is made of silk. The guard curses, grabs a different garment, and presses it against Malil's chest. The guard turns to Avius and says, Go to the Lothian temple at the end of the road. Tell them we need priest Jamon to tend to these wounds. Uh, uh yes, uh, right away. Uh, uh, who, Elmon, you, you might be quicker. Come with me. Very well. And before going, I will um, lay hands on um, Malil and cure light wounds. Oh, okay. And I will cure six. Six. He appears soothed by that and fades into unconsciousness, which you think is a good thing at this point. Um, okay. For his sake. Jorn, the guard, seems uh, content by that and relaxes for the first time and all night and takes a breath, kind of sitting on the, on the floor in shock about everything that's happened. He finally turns to you, Olgrim, and says, You and your boys, you did good. You did good tonight. I don't think I could have handled that all on my own. <laughs> we, we did do good. We did what we could. He looks directly at Olgrim and does not look at you at all. <laughs> What more can be done while we wait? Keep the house safe. Who knows if something else is going to happen. Uh, Olgrim will then uh, immediately depart from the room, 
seeing that all is as well as can be, and will begin to suit up and shield up. Ooh. Rambo style with the montage of the <laughs> bandana over the head, the <laughs> knife on the leg. All right. Uh, Puck uh, goes uh, with Olgrim and gets his spear as well. All right. You guys are mounted up, are equipped up, and Avius and Elmon, you guys were heading to the temple? Yes. Okay. Keep your guard up. Uh, well, yes. Whatever guard I have, uh, let's hurry as fast as we can. I fear Melil has a short time left with us unless we find more help for him. There's a little tinkle of a bell outside the temple as <laughs> just one. As the two of you wait impatiently outside the door, the door creaks open and a young man with a shaved head appears and he says, "Yes. Uh, we're uh, looking for Jimon. Uh is he here?" It's quite late. Uh, is he here, please? He's asleep. Uh, we, he, we must wake him. Um, uh, good friend Malil is, is severely hurt, and I fear he, he may pass soon. He asked for Jimon personally. Come in. You are welcomed inside this church. This is a church of Lothian that is the church of the empire, the official sanctioned church. There are temples of it. Uh, everywhere. You've seen maybe 10 or 12 in this city alone. There are other temples that are um, respected in gods. There's a street that has tons of shrines, but this is the main church um, of faith. This is a small temple of it here in Old Town. You wait inside the entrance. It's nice. Um, not too lavish, but pretty nice and cozy. And you wait for a couple minutes and out comes a stuffy, kind of stocky guy who still almost has a teddy bear quality. I'm picturing that guy, uh, Charlton Emerson, Emerson Winchester III from MASH, that kind of guy, <laughs> uh, if you can picture him at all. So kind of this warm, uh, stocky guy, but in a rush. He's putting a robe over some uh, night garments. He's got his symbol he's draping around his neck. He says, I hear Malil's in trouble. Yes, please, come come with us right away. He walks past you out the door with speed. You follow. You walk down the street. It's dark. It's starting to rain. You take him to Malil's estate, through the gatehouse, through the door, through chaos in that stairwell of destruction, and up the stairs. Priest Jamon walks in and to the room where Malil is and starts to care for him. He casts a warm healing spell around Malil and puts him into an even deeper restful sleep and uses some medicine and sits there and puts his hand on Malil's chest and head and starts to whisper a prayer to his god. Oh, well, I believe we should retire to uh, another part of the house. I, I think Jamon has this under control now. Has anybody found the pendant? I'm going to assume that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trolling around the house in my full gear. All right, he's wandering around the house. Yeah, Puck's doing the same thing, looking for... I've not seen any trinkets that were that were bought. Lord knows I would like to catch them all, destroy them. I think of Pokemon. Hey, Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't judge me. Who was it that had won the pendant? That um, uh, would be me, says Otaric, who is still there. 
And to you, he says to Olgrim as you're walking from one room to another, um, uh, you, sir, come, come back. Uh, I wanted to thank you personally. And he comes close and puts a hand on your shoulder. You saved my life and got me clear of that thing right as it attacked. My head would be cut clean off as it wasn't for you. I'm so grateful. I'm glad I could be of help. But you'd be doing yourself a big service by throwing that away, destroying it. Oh, I don't have anything. It it became this. He points to the pieces of the clockwork machination that are scattered across the floor. Uh, Olgrim just half-heartedly kicks them to make sure they don't come back to life. All right. You kick them and... It's fine. This is destroyed. We'll not be bothering anyone. And what of the others? There are just a few other guests and maybe six servants that are still here that are cleaning up things that don't look enchanted and about to kill them. So they're sweeping some stuff and trying to be careful. They don't have a lot of organization because since no one's asked, Burns, the servant you've been stepping over on the top of the stairs with a bloody (laughs) head wound, uh, is not there to direct them currently. What should we do? I feel like we're... Um, done here, perhaps. Oh, um, is Burns dead? Can Puck go check? You check on Burns, and he's alive. Oh. I'll, uh, I'll cast, uh, Cure Wounds on him. All right. Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on serving. Uh, seven? Seven. You heal the NPCs really well. <laughs> Your fellow yeah. heroes you couldn't give a damn about. He starts to blink. And rises up to a sitting position and sees you and says, You, I must say, you are not allowed up here on the top of the stairs. You you must go down to the party. What? There's no party. He holds it just head. healed you. He has got this glazed look on his eyes. I will escort you down in just you a moment. You can't even get moment. on your feet right now. I appear to have Stop belittling us. Bumped my head. Jorn comes in, the guard, and says, Here, come with me. And he uh, pulls Burns up to his feet and takes him to his room. You guys are loosely gathered on the stairwell, although some of you are patrolling. There is another guest who's still there. He comes striding in through the chaos with a grand open arms, and he says, Well done, lads, well done! And is Vakir, the minstrel. Singer, bard, perhaps you've heard of him before? He's here. Great lover. <laughs> yes, you have heard of him before. Oh, yes. Excellent work. Amazing battle. Worthy of a song. Not tonight, but worthy of a song at some other time. The swordsmanship, the magic. The candelabra leave. <laughs> Jakir, um, where, where have you been? Vakir, I assume, is what you meant uh, to say. It's been a long night. Sorry. It's been a long night. I've... I've had many things to attend to and people to say hello to and... And where were you during the chaos of this evening? I was in the lounge, inspiring you and your allies to battle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I I do remember a couple of times that happened. Thank you. Yes, yes, of course. You seem to be in an awfully good mood. I... This is a terrible occurrence, but what an amazing story. I'm, I'm all about the story. I'm bipolar. <laughs> you can't have it. 
I'm having a manic episode. Uh, Olgrim uh, would approach uh, Vakir. I've I've not heard a dwarven tune like that in some age. I appreciate it. Brings almost a tear to my eye. And he smiles. Jorn, the guard, comes down from the stairs after getting uh, the burned servant tucked away. Jorn says, You're welcome to take either of the three guest rooms that are upstairs, if you don't mind staying the night and helping keep an eye on things. I would think that would be best, but I'm going to be walking around the perimeter. He doesn't know perimeter. Uh, walking around the house. Well, I, I for one, can use uh, just a, a quick shut eye. He sees Jorn raises his head as he sees through the open door at the gatehouse. Some of the city guard have finally arrived to see what all the commotion is. Jorn says in passing to you, I can see what the thief took. Stole something important from Malil's vault. He's not going to be happy when he wakes up. If he wakes up. What was it? He really got attached to one of the items he was putting up for sale, but he just chose not to sell it tonight. Maybe he was waiting for later on. I'm not quite sure about what his business was, but I remember it was quite a challenge trying to get it. Do you remember the name of the uh, trinket? It was a gray climb, gray height, something along those lines. We bought it from an antiquities dealer, and it was quite a hassle in the end. It and all the rest of the items. We shall have to track it down, if it's anything like the clockwork trinkets of a pendant of time, what, what, whatever it was called. I should like to find all of these things right away. Agreed. Did you, did you buy all these trinkets from the same vendor? Yeah, same guy. Doesn't normally deal in a lot of magic is what Malil said. Is he here in the city? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Norgan? <laughs> the three of you that are in the main stairwell area, Jorn leaves to go outside to talk to the city guard. They're dressed all official and gonna chat with him for a while. The three of you that are still there in the main section, Vakir is there and his companion slash assistant speaks up. And you hear this slightly mousy little voice from the lounge just kind of peeking in and um, said by Neamor, the lady who had pilfered some silverware earlier. She says, I know her. And this would be the lady who made off with the, the item in the night that you know? Uh, Vakir stops escorting Neamor out the door so she can turn around and answer and the, the young lady says uh yeah the the lady who went uh, up the stairs where do you know her from I've, I've talk quickly oh <laughs> she, she doesn't respond well to this pressure <laughs> she panics and jumps out a window she says uh there are other lives at stake now now that she's gone away uh, her her name is Isabon. She uh, she's uh, an administrator for the uh, Empire Board of Safety. Something about bridges is what we had heard at, at a dinner a couple of weeks ago. But uh, um, but but uh, a bartender of uh, Vakir and I performed at. He once told me that uh, Isabon 
uh, is a is a con artist and, and isn't uh, a bureaucrat at all. And would you know where we could find this con artist? I I've only only saw her at uh, a, a party a, a while back and then at that bar. Uh, and what's the bar? The longing lady. Ogrim puts a heavy hand on her shoulder. She's very concerned. You've done well. Go rest. And uh, she says, oh, thank you. Thank you. Bakir says, well, I bid you all a good evening. If you head that way, I can't remember the man's name, but he is fond of scoundrels, the bartender at the Longing Lady. And uh, I wish you the best. And hopefully we'll run into each other once again. A good night. And he does a flourish. Amongst the chaos and oh, yeah. very few guests, <laughs> and kind of quietly walks away without a round of applause he was expecting. Did Did he, he just go or how he does is at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. I think that guy just called us scoundrels. Hmm. Well, I'm no saint myself. Can't put him back off for that. Well, I I do I do need to rest my feet. Uh, you guys want to rest and set up a alternating normal camp situation but Holgram absolutely does all right you guys guard the house and rest doing shifts and there is no trouble whatsoever you get some questions from guards uh the city guards but they don't provide very much in the form of investigations they might do that in the noble quarter but for everyone else 99 percenters um they they just respond to emergencies and that's about it isn't Malil well-connected? He is kind of, but apparently these guys are just don't. Not really well He's not thrown enough, enough good parties. Yeah. There's connected and then there's well-paid. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. But you do all rest. You get back half of your max uh, hit points. You get back half of your hit dice. Oh, this is a full. It's a long rest. rest. Okay. You get back all your spells. So when you say half. We're all at full health. Okay. Yeah. Half of your you max. Okay. <laughs> Not like if I had eight, 18 hit points, my max is 36, I would still gain 18 back. Correct. Okay. Not up to half. You That's gain half. Yeah, yeah. It takes you two days to fully heal kind of a concept is what we're going for. Gotcha. Naturally. Uh, if you have spells, you can also assign which ones you're going to prepare now. It is morning. It has been raining throughout the night. The place is wet. The streets are wet. The landscape, the garden outside of this place is wet. Rain has come in through the smashed stained glass window. The cleaners and servants have prepared a simple breakfast, have cleaned up enough spots that you can walk around in the different rooms, but there's still just giant piles of um, chaos and destruction that they're going to need some heavy manual laborers to take out. And it's a brand new day. What would you like to do? Let's Look check on Malil. I'm memorizing spells. Yeah, I agree. What was, what was that? We were checking on Malil. Oh, all right. You go up to Malil's room. The door is open. You see a Lothian priest asleep in a chair. In another chair close to Malil is Jorn, the guard. He is awake. He sees you and motions for you to come on in. He looks exhausted. 
and uh, the two of you, Puck and Elmon, are there. And Jorn motions you to come in, and you can see Malil's head stirs and looks at you with a smile. He's all wrapped up in heavy blankets, though. How you feeling, champ? I've I've felt better. Oh, what an evening! That did not go as planned. <clears throat> I had all these rose petals. He says, pointing at the rose petals in his bed. <laughs> I didn't get to use them. Another time, Malil. Apparently, I have uh, much to thank the four of you. It was an interesting night, to be sure. What was that thing? I don't know. I've never seen any creature like that before in my life. It'll be in my nightmares for many, many months. I still have an image of that axe just coming straight down on me. Fortunately, our, our dwarf friend was nearby. Not fortunate enough for my poor chest. And that was one of my nicer robes. You don't know the value of robes like I do. True. How many pockets did that robe have? True <laughs> aficionados have no pockets in their robes. You must know this. Well, yes, um, of course. Uh, it's it's a trick question. Uh, just testing you. I am appreciative of your help, but it seems I might need your help again. There was a thief, I'm told, who took something quite valuable to me. Yes, tell us about uh, this item, if you can. It's it's an oddity, something I, I, I personally value. I know others uh, may want to buy it, and it's quite an insult for it to be stolen from me. And I would be very appreciative if you could somehow find it and bring it back. It's... It's a small illumination device. Fits easily within the palm of my hand, he says, showing a weak little hand. It's a, it's a spiral that ends in a flat point at the end. The seller said it was called the Grey Ascent. Speaking of the seller... <clears throat> That's the same person that sold the uh, clockwork to you? He sold me several different items, uh, but not the uh, clockwork. A woman uh, by the name of Isabon, she came to me early uh, in the party and asked if I was going to be selling the Grey Ascent. I told her I uh, was unable to attain it, and I certainly then could not sell it. She seemed a little frustrated by that, but then offered to contribute and make a deal of her own selling something to me, and sold me the pendant of time. Hmm. Well, that answers the question of whether it was happenstance that she stole the item while that was occurring. Malil lying will get you nowhere. He looks sheepish, but still smiling. And coughs a bit. Well, um, suppose we should find this, uh, Isabon woman. Ah, <sighs> uh, Malil, do you know where we could find, uh, the lounging... 
lady, longing, longing lady. lady, red, what, the lady bar. Where's the lady bar? Oh, I certainly wouldn't know that. Uh, that's not the kind of establishment I, I, I go to. Um, what about, uh, your, your guard, uh, Jorn, or... I'm right here! Uh, yes, uh, do you know where we could find this, this pub, uh, bar? Yeah. The priest, Jamon, stands up, does a quick, uh, prayer and look at Malil, and says, well, my services here are no longer needed. It looks like you're in stable condition, Malil. If you need further assistance, I'd recommend some medicine or a herbalist. It's my duty to get back to work, slay some cultists, and bring truth and justice to this city. Good day, everyone. Oh, yes. Uh, good day. Please tell um, your uh, your friend uh, that we said hello. Uh, uh, Fromus, was it? He shakes his head and walks out the door. Did he mention cultists? Jorn hmm. gives you the directions to the uh, bar. Yep. It's next to some uh, court building. Um, a, bit, a bit of a walk away, but still in this district. <laughs> next to a court building. Hey, uh, are we are we going to get paid for this, guys? Yeah, before we leave... Uh, we also think that... <laughs> Um, we also are owed some money, right? Uh, go back up to Malila. Uh, not to be indelicate, but there is the uh, small matter of our our payment. He says, Jorn, can you uh, help them out with what we can? And Jorn walks over to the vault door, which is apparently incapable of being locked anymore. It's a little safe type thing, and he just swings it open easily. He pulls out. This is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out a, a leather, small leather pouch, and counts out fifteen coins, gold coins for each of you. And Malil <clears throat> says, "I can, I can tell by the sound of that and the looks of your faces that it's not enough. I assure you, I, I will certainly, certainly take care of you. But um, I need to make some." Uh, 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 messages to be sent out, and I need to talk to some people, but it's just not a good time. Perhaps uh, tomorrow? Yeah, we will uh, help you further after we get a little bit more payment, I think. <clears throat> he says, oh, that's unfortunate. I, I, won't have, uh, I won't have any additional funds right now, but I will, certainly. But if you wait too long, I'm afraid... I'm afraid it'll be too late. Mm. What makes you say that, Malil? Too late for what? For the item to be recovered. Who knows where it could be another hour from now. Well, I don't like my tankards emptied. And holds out his hand to Jorn to accept the 15 gold. He, yep, everyone gets their 15. Big 15. Well, I won't go hungry tonight. I'm happy about that. And he trods out in his chainmail and... Makes all kinds of noises. He bumbles out. You're just happy to be in armor now. I can tell. <laughs> oh, I'm tickled. It's like a turtle back in his shell. <laughs> I can give my 15 gold kind of a disparaging look. You follow, Chris. <laughs> I put my 15 in a pocket in my robe. <laughs> One in each. <laughs> Deliberately. 
All right, the four of you are outside of the estate, walking uh, out through the grass. Jorn closes the door behind you, and you have uh, left the state of Malil. Starting to sprinkle again. What is the time of day? It is m- m- kind of mid to late morning, 10, 11 in the morning. Again, I don't mean to be too mercenary about all of this, but um, I'm not sure how profitable working for Malil is going to be. Well, the profit will pay off in the future, hopefully. Maybe. Mm. Uh, he, it's quite curious. He sold quite a number of items last night for a much more than 15 gold apiece. Uh, what happened to the robbed money? Robbed too, as I recall. What's that? He the... was robbed too, well, as I recall. But one, one little girl is not going to be running off with, with 50,000 gold. I know, gold. that's why we find the little girl. Find the girl, find the trinket. Get new armor. That's find, me. And uh, uh-huh. the, the money too, I suppose. We have guaranteed income from other sources. But... Uh, what does that involve? It's not in our hands now, and it's certainly more than a couple hours walk to this uh, lovely lady's bar. Uh, I would be surprised if what we have to accomplish is as simple as a two-hour walk to a bar. And it's only going to take 35 minutes to get there. Oh, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> This lady did try to kill us. I'm not a big fan of that. I agree with him. Does that mean we track her down or we stay away? I'm I'm confused. To find her, find the gold. Oh, oh that is, makes much more sense. Mm. Very well. Oh my Onwards! Drugs. <laughs> uh, you guys are heading to the Longing Lady. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, yeah, correct. All right. The luscious lady. You head there following Jorn's directions. You find the establishment. It's in a crowded civic part of this district. The whole district's very civic-based, uh, generally speaking, and this is the one of the more dense parts. So you walk past a, a, a library. You walk past a, a, a court building, uh, some government buildings. Big, tall structures, but very uh, old-fashioned also in style. So big columns, wide, long steps. Uh, inefficient, but good-looking, but again, classic in style. And TV. next to them is a tavern that looks run-of-the-mill, generic, like like the most Applebee's-type tavern situation. <laughs> Just right there, cookie-cutter tavern. What it says, Dotties on the side type of a thing. <laughs> Strip mall. Yeah. Nice. It says, uh, Longing Lady. <laughs> Moral center of the city. <laughs> and you go inside and you are greeted by more of the same. Very plain, generic bar. Very plain tables. There's very little art. Um, nothing interesting. I really, the, I, the more I describe, the more inaccurate I get. It's just plain. <laughs> it's a very plain bar. There Lots are, of flair. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of people there having some morning coffee, maybe some brunch type stuff that they're uh, gobbling up. But again, it looks very bland, nothing exciting, particularly nothing like the amazing food you've had in the last night. 
And that was a very racist thing you said just a minute ago. What did I just say? Gobbling up. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bar. Very standard height bar with all the standard <laughs> drinks you'd expect behind him. There's a classic bartender with a little mustache and the vest type thing. So I, from the other side of the bar, you see Elmon, Avius, a gap, a top, and of, then, a top of the head, <laughs> and then nothing. <laughs> seems suspiciously ordinary. I see two and a half people here. <laughs> he says, hello, welcome to the longing lady. No, he doesn't say that. Uh, he says, good morn. Yes, um, I'm thirsty. What what do you have? Uh, three coffees and a water for the lad. <laughs> Very well, yes. He gets three coffees going and slides a cup of water towards the hooded puck. <laughs> Can I get him ale? He looks closely and sees this weird, beady-eyed, yellow-eyed face behind green skin and says, Oh! Uh, uh, make a persuasion roll, actually. Uh, an eight. He takes the cup away, fills it with ale, and gives it back. I did not say he emptied the water out of it, though. Hmm. Hmm. Thanks. Someone slaps a few silver his way. He says, we're still doing some uh, eggs and bread if you're having it. Uh, we like, would like to know more um, about your clientele here than your menu. But I'll have a ham. A big roast ham. Do you have a ham? Uh, no. We, we have eggs. We have some bread. And maybe a few muffins. It's... Kind of, who eats a muffin? What is a muffin? I'll he, take a he muffin. storms off to a third day. Kicking things. Muffin sounds good. Dwarves don't eat muffins. <laughs> and he uh, he gets out some food about maybe five minutes later. Comes out with some food. It's not warm. Kind of cold. Mm. Good Ooh. sir. What, what's cold your eggs. name? Uh, Dethel. Dethel. Oh. Your parents must have loved you. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the bartender day. <laughs> well, anyhow, um, I am Avius Catorum. Um, uh, may have heard of me. Uh, I've been doing a lot of great things lately uh, of note, but um, that's not why I'm here. I'm looking for... They named an island after him. <laughs> this, they did! Belmont, <laughs> how did you know? I was there. Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, Dethel, we're looking for a woman by the name of uh, Isabon. Uh, make an insight check. Eighteen. You can see on his face he recognizes that name. I can tell that uh, you you are familiar with this woman I speak of. No, I'm not familiar with that name at all. Your left eyebrow is quite raised, Dethel. Uh, Elmon make an insight check. I'm sorry, perception check for Elmon. 13. 
13 will work. You hear him use a phrase, Elmon, that uh, is a real quick single-worded question of problem in Thieves' Cant. So Thieves' Cant is a language you can speak within the normal common tongue where you can get a different message across while you're talking about something else. And Elmont happens to speak that language. So he's essentially saying to you, Avius, no, I've never heard that name. I don't know what's going on. And sometimes when the rooster crows at midnight, that kind of a thing. And then, and Elmont, you know what that means. He's essentially saying, you know, is there a problem? She's a a friend of ours that we've been uh, searching for, for quite some time. We've just, uh, we've been out of town for a while and we're just trying to look her up. Uh, and in thieves can't. So that was common right <laughs> yeah, there. Right. What are you saying in between that? Uh, in between the lines, um, just basically that she's a uh, a person of interest to us, kind of being non-committal in my response, sort of. All right. You know, implying that you know we're not necessarily looking to harm her, just more need to. I guess more just that we need to talk to her, uh, maybe like, you know, use her as a contact type situation. <clears throat> say how, how you would say it. What would the, what would your tone when the words be? Uh, in code, not in code, but what would you say? <laughs> okay. Pickle sunshine. <laughs> I, that, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, sh- um, we're looking for her, um, to gain some information from her more than anything else. He says, well, I hope the breakfast can serve you better than I can about this woman. I'm afraid I don't know her much. But for you, pointing to the elf Elmon, I think uh, perhaps a particular white wine might suit your meal better. I've got a selection in the back you might want to take a look at. Yes, I will. I love white wine. And uh, he escorts you to the back room. Why does he get wine for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you are oblivious. And I, uh, I'm like, here, have a muffin. And I toss the muffin over my shoulder to uh, Avius. Ooh, hmm. I can eat this with my teeth out. <laughs> you are escorted into the back room. There are a couple kegs, some uh, bottles of wine. He closes the door behind you as you come in, puts his back to the door and says, I am so sorry. I had no I no idea that anything weird was going to go on with her. I should have reached out to you guys. Uh, I didn't mean any disrespect whatsoever. Why don't you tell me what you know? She was looking for work. I... I pointed her in the right direction, and now you're here. I I thought I could make a little money on the side. I'm not going to lie. It was a stupid mistake, and it won't happen again. You know you shouldn't have done that. I, I, am, I, I am very much aware. I, <laughs> I respect the guild way too much. I, I, I knew she wasn't a member. I didn't think it was going to be a problem, and I'm just really, really surprised. You know the guild doesn't like it when outsiders are poaching on our territory. I think you should, you should tell her that. That's what I think. That's uh, a great idea. Very well. Where can she be found? 
I don't know where she can be found. I, I know her boyfriend, but not her. And who is her boyfriend? Let me look that up, he does not say. <laughs> where the heck? It's written under a barrel lid. Yes. <laughs> where is it? He gives you an address and says it's in the back alley of the ad, uh, of that block there's a house her boyfriend has heeson is his name and what work did you point her towards she was looking to score some logistical work she said that was her forte she wanted to know where the silversmith's guild was i told her where the annex for the silversmiths is um down the road I don't know what she pulled off. I, I didn't know you guys were doing anything with the silversmith. Who did you put her in contact with? I told her where the guild was and when the shipments come in. And I, do I have to go into the details of all this? I think, okay. So I, <laughs> you can see he's looking more and more nervous. <laughs> I, I know a little bit about the, the silversmiths. I've got some of the patrons here. I'd l I would like to keep my patrons here. It's As he's going on, do money. I feel like this is actually going to bear any fruit? I have no idea. Right, I just let him ramble on. Though. All right. Uh, he rambles on, but you don't seem to get much more information out of him. Uh, looking around, can, there is some bottles of white wine here, yep. I assume. Yes, there um, are. Can I see a more expensive one? I mean, you know how. Sure. I'm going to snatch that up. Take the nicest one he has? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nicest one I can pull and be like, the guild isn't pleased. See that this doesn't happen again and, and walk out. All right. One of Elmon's first successful intimidations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elmon comes out and has selected an amazing, unnecessarily amazing bottle of wine for this muffin breakfast. You don't want to know how much this cost. Ooh, I'll take a 15 sip. gold each. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, we're good friends. 20. I will share the wine amongst the table. All right, you guys enjoy your breakfast. He checks in on you very infrequently. Kind of almost like bad service. The service is reason. terrible. Yeah, he's very occupied. Off no tip for him. You finish your breakfast and are outside in the city streets. The rain's still coming down a little stronger now, but there's still plenty of activity of people going in and out of these buildings. The bartender turned her towards a silversmith's guild. She was looking to uh, probably have something fashioned, as it were. And uh, he mentioned a, a boyfriend, and I have an address for that. The boyfriend's name is Heeson. How far away is he? Not too far. A few minutes. Let's go. Yeah. You guys head out to the address given. It's a generic part of this district. Couple homes on top of homes. There's even an apartment building style thing. You guys could probably use one of those at some point too. So you're not just living out of an expensive inn. If you ever wanted to, you could have a place. 
that you can refer people to. I don't know. The moment we get paid more than 15 gold each. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe things will change. I didn't like that loose lady place very much. The service wasn't great. <laughs> he had uh, other reasons for avoiding us. Everyone's wet and damp. Everyone has a cloak, I assume, of some sort, hood, so you're able to keep the rain out. You walk through an alleyway and into a interior alleyway space in the back where all the buildings kind of make a square around of. And in that interior is a dilapidated looking house. Not like terrible looking house, but just kind of poor for the neighborhood. I imagine he's not going to be friendly with us. This is the place, eh? This is it. Hmm. I've got my spear. Let's go. There's no one else in sight. There's plenty of activity out in the streets, but there's this is a quiet alleyway in the back. And there's like a door to like a shamble down house. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, it seems too easy, doesn't it? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Do you want to knock or not? Door, looking at Grim. As Avius is already getting <laughs> guys are talking about it. Avius has opened the door. You've opened the door? Yep. The door is not locked and opens wide and free. And I just stand there in I the didn't doorway, expect that. just looking around. Looking wet and old. You see inside is a small uh, cooking area and a main room. It's essentially uh, the equivalent of a one-bedroom apartment, if you will. Without a separate bathroom at all. They don't have this. Um, and there is a whole bunch of scattered and broken furniture that's all over the place. Oh, dear. Something happened here. A little dark inside. Uh, but dry. Puck, uh, come. Uh, shed some light on this for an old man. Uh, take a torch out and light it. All right. With my hatred. Torch is lit. Get an investigation of the room. Everyone's piling in. Yeah. Okay. Inside, someone has trashed the place quite a bit. There is a. I'm gonna stand, uh, watch at the door. At I the door. Think. Okay. You think yeah. Ogram is? <laughs> Are you standing? Watch at the door. <laughs> there's no door. Okay. Instead, there's just two people there. Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, then I will be investigating. All right. Um, oh. Door's shut. Uh, Olgrim has shut the door, standing off to the side so that if it is open, he's behind the door. Okay, that makes sense. The place has some fancy torch sconces, a door to the rest of the apartment where the bedroom probably is, and then there is a dead woman lying on the ground in the middle of the main room. Do we recognize the woman? She is olive-skinned and could very well be the one you saw several hours ago last night. Oh, dear. Does she have anything like uh, of note on her person that maybe might shed light on who she is? You pat her down, take a look at her. You don't find any belongings on her other than blood. And anything in the bedroom of note? Uh, Opening up the door, you see there's a bedroom. It appears to be undamaged in the bedroom. Although you can make a perception roll, Puck. 
Actually, make a... Yeah, this would be a perception roll for you. Ten. You hear nothing. I hear nothing? You or hear is... nothing unusual. Carry on. Okay. Is there anything of note in the room? Looking around, you see a bed that you check out. You see some chest of drawers. When you finally hear a noise, puck, and the noise is back from the main room, and it is a yelp from Elmon. As Elmon, you feel a several pieces of metal drop upon your back and shoulders and hear a tick, 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 tick noise as something has dropped from the ceiling onto your back and has attacked you all in one fell surprising swoop. All right. And, and no, can I try an acrobatics? Uh, not on this one. It no, caught you okay. by surprise. Let me do that. I knew I should have taken alert. <laughs> <laughs> and Olgrim, you are at the door yes. closed. And what you see is one of these torch sconces has unfolded into a mechanical spider about the size of a kind of a medium to small sized dog and has tick, tick, ticked across the ceiling and then dropped down on top of Elmon. And you can see there is a second one that is also unfolding as looks like a torch sconce and is unfolding into gears and legs and- Olgrim charges that one specifically. Okay. We're under attack and with sword drawn and bringing it down as best he can. Oh, hold on, I have a surprise on the first one for Elmon. Okay. You are hit with a 23, Elmon. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to my stats. As it slices into you with kind of this thick, almost like a, uh, a, a sharp triangular butcher cleaver style weapon. Okay. Slices right into your back for, that's a 23, mm. for 10 points oh. of damage. Ah. Still a lot. Of slashing damage and cuts into your armor a bit. And then you feel another probing prick with a critical mm. as it jabs a small cylinder uh, into your neck as well. And you take 11 points of piercing damage and okay. feel a poison start to seep into your neck, you need to make a constitution saving throw. Good luck. Nine. Nine. You feel the poison sink into your body and your body start to become numb. I clutch at my neck. Poison! They're poisonous! I guess technically it'd be venomous. <clears throat> True. <laughs> And those are the last words you speak as you drop to the ground paralyzed. It is now a new... <laughs> That's just his way to say, shut up. <laughs> it is now a new round. Holy crap. And we can roll initiative and hope they don't go first, right? Mm. Here we go. Oh, can I, can I get alert now? Oh, boy. And... Puck, the goblin healer, is first. Uh, I want to, uh, what is the range? I want to go up to Elmon and cast Lesser Restoration. 
you are going to jump back into the main room. It's easily good, to, not, a, not a far distance, and you're right at him. He is on the ground on his face with this mechanical... If you have any interest in tinkering, this thing is beautiful looking. It's brass, it's got cogs, makes little ticking noises, but it's got some nastiness to it, as you can uh, obviously appreciate. Uh, but you're right there next to him, and you can kneel down and cast Lesser Restoration, you say? Yep. All I'm right. going to touch a creature and uh, can e- uh, end either one disease or one condition affecting it. Uh, so I will uh, take away his him being paralyzed. All right. And that's an action to cast? Yes. Great. You fill Elmon with healing energy and the poison you can still feel slightly burning at the back of your neck, but you have movement back again. You can you finish that sentence. Ah! Fill poison! Yeah. And you are able to move around a little bit and uh, you are next. Yay! You may go. Wow. Uh, is this thing still nice on me? It is still on your back currently. Um, and moving over your head because you're you're dead as far as it's concerned, and is moving towards the goblin right next to it. Okay. Um, it's just a little tick 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 tick. When you say moving over my head, like crawling over your back, and you see a foot on your head, foot on your head, and it's reaching out north now towards Puck's outstretched hand since he just cast on you. Okay. Um, I'm going to. Try to snatch it by like whatever appendage it is and just throw it um, away from Puck, away from me, probably towards Olgrim. Okay. What did not, I do? Not at <laughs> Olgrim, just kind of his direction. Okay. Um, to try and you know intercede before it can actually get to Puck and get it off and away from me out of melee range and hopefully paying attention to Grim. Love you. And uh, <laughs> make a strength roll disadvantaged. Natural one. Oh, f- you grab onto the leg, <laughs> and as you go to throw <laughs> it, you, you feel <laughs> that arm start to get tight. And as you go, Olgrim, oh, you've become paralyzed a second time. <laughs> awesome. And the creature's completely oblivious. It still thinks you're dead. It doesn't know whatsoever. Your turn is quite done. And Avius is next. Oh, my goodness to feathers. <laughs> so there's one that's just mauling Elmon. Okay. And then there's another one that has dropped down on the ground, kind of in the Here. cooking area, um, right in between you and Olgrim. Right in between. So Olgrim. about maybe eight feet between you and Olgrim. Okay, um, here comes, I guess, Arced Lightning. Always good in a confined space, I tell you. (laughs) We're going to do three, just three. Arc Lightning comes lashing out three different bolts. Take that! And it's 14. Nice shot. Yeah. 14 points of what damage? Uh, uh, Lightning. Oh, thank you. Kind of in the name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Zap! The creature shudders, uh, but keeps on ticking and is turning towards you, Elmon. It is. So it's, now he's got I two lay very bases. still. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not Elmon, Avius. <laughs> I keep getting those names mixed up. So oh, sorry. Jesus. It just got struck by the <laughs> wizard. What did you do to piss people <laughs> off? It turns around, tick, 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 and starts crawling towards Avius. 
like the thing from the thing on the floor with all those weird legs. Um, I move away. I assume I'm not engaged. Uh, you can back away if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you back away. It, however, is much faster than you. Blast it all. Comes racing right up and strikes at you once with a scything, nasty, sharp blade with a 20 to your armor class and hits you for 10 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Holy moly! And then as you panic and turn around, gets you also in that sweet spot in the back of the neck with another critical hit with its poisoned uh, injection doing max damage of 10 piercing, and you need to make a constitution saving throw. Alright, so... 15. You shrug off the paralysis. Oh, that (laughs) would be really bad if half the party's down. There are two left to go this round. The next one is Olgra. <laughs> oh, <you're back> up. <laughs> you're at the door. You've got I'm one that's seeing this right nightmare in. unfold yeah. before me. <laughs> Friends are dropping left and right. Holy goodness! All right, I believe a couple have taken some serious damage. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Avius is more in an engaged kind of status with that, and Puck is about to be. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Do you got this puck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ogram charges towards the one that's going to Avius. Avius, all right. You charge it. It kind of ticks a little bit in your direction as you Avius come right at it. Avius is starting to cower down. <laughs> all right. Uh, charging down this creature. Ba-ba-bum. All done there. Is a nine. You swing with your sword and excitedly destroy more of the house furniture instead of the creature. And last is the creature right next to Puck. It rears up and slices twice with that sharp blade, not trying to poison you at all. So you don't have to worry about that. You got that going for you. Mm. Big swipe comes at you with an eight versus your armor class, and a critical hit again. I have rolled six dice and gotten three criticals. Unbelievable. Well, the eight doesn't hit. The second swipe, you get cocky as the first one goes by, you laugh as it easily misses, and the second one jabs you right in the giblets. (laughs) And it gets you for, where is it at? Uh, Only 15 points of slashing damage. It just tears you apart. It is a brand new round, and Puck, you are up. You've got one right on top of you. You've got a damaged one that Olgrim and Avius are fighting off to the side. And you're not sure, but you think Elmon's awake or playing asleep. You're not quite sure what's going on with <laughs> Elmon. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh, I'd like to play a ranger next time around. <laughs> you may have a chance. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast uh, Frostbite at the one that's right on me. Okay. 
So that's a constitution save. Great. So I was going to say, if it was ranged attack, it would be disadvantage. That's perfect. Yeah. It's not. Constitution save. This creation, this construct, has an innate magical resistance and gains advantage on saving throws versus spells. <laughs> 17. Yeah. Shrugs it off, but it does. Good. Does not take any damage. Right. As a bonus action, I want to... um it have a disadvantage? No. Like no it's got a, oh. Uh, I want to... Roll two of my. I'm gonna do summer bomb, uh, two dice uh, over to our wizard to give him a little bit of health. All right, he's this is the biggest summer bomb we've seen. I'm doing great, and you heal six points. Ah, thank you, Puck. Elmon, your turn composes of sleepy sleep, dreamy dreamland of. I attempt to blink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can see the chaos unfolding. Puck scampering away, him trying to heal someone off in the distance. You can hear a scream from Avius, a curse from Olgrim. You're not sure because they're just out of view. You can't even move your eyes. Yeah. Your turn is over. However, you may make a constitution saving throw to get rid of this effect at the end of your turn. At the end of my turn? Which is now. Uh, seven. You cannot shrug it off. <laughs> Paralysis sticks with you. Avius, you are up. You've got one right at your feet. Clicking yeah. and clicking and backing you up into the bedroom. All right, I'm going to... Uh... You've got five seconds to decide. I'm going to do firebolts. Firebolts. You'll be at disadvantage with a ranged attack. You're engaged right oh, now. he's right yep. at my feet? Yep. I don't have any choice, so all my okay. attacks are going to be ranged. Roll it. I uh, just want to bring this up. Arc there is also not. running away as an option. Yeah, and arc lightning is not a ranged attack. Arc lightning is not? We don't have to win every fight. You can guess the same twice in a row. Oh, wait. So where am I? Where is old room? Sure, I'll show you on little miniatures here. Mm-hmm. You say we don't have to win every fight? We don't have to win mm-hmm. every fight. You just then That's the spider. Yep. Just okay. a little veteran knowledge. I'm imparting Fair. to the group. <laughs> you piss off the dragon, you can't blame him for eating you. Okay. Um, no, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Olgrim, here! And then I cast Gust. Olgrim has already run. <laughs> <laughs> Olgrim? I cast Gust, um, and I push it. It's a small five pounds or less. It can't be something like that. It can't be anything that's held. It can't be anything that's carried. It's not, it's gonna have to be something that's really, really small. This one's got more weight than that. It's more than five pounds. Yeah. Wow, that's heavy. Um, no, then I'll do arc lightning again. Arc lightning at level one. Yes. More lightning comes lashing out. Damn you little creature. Ten. You zap and lightning arcs. There's this crackle and that electrical ozone smell in the air. The creature freezes and locks up and then ticks a little bit more. It keeps coming at you. And it's hit its turn. But, but you freshened the air a little bit. So. <laughs> I can move too, yeah? I move away just a little bit. If your move is to move away, it will get an opportunity attack on you. Oh, it's that close. Okay, never mind. Okay. It is attacking you. Avius, the clockwork, 
fried or not, it strikes out with a 20 for a hit for 10 points of slashing damage. Another massive blow and misses with its poison paralysis. Olgrim, you're up. Is Avia still standing? Yeah, yep, he's, got, he's got four, four, four HP. Four big hit points left. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Um, uh, trying to get some. <laughs> I need some attention here. You need a taunt. I need a taunt. Seriously. So you're striking it from behind. Striking it from behind. Right. Does that incur an advantage by chance? Sure. Let's do a little advantage on this one. It's really focused on Avia. Flanking. God. Fourteen again. Fourteen is close, but not close enough. That was with advantage. You swing and get a huge hit on the door frame and your weapon almost gets stuck. And to your surprise, a wild, crazed, freaked out mess of blonde hair attached to a young man comes racing past Avius, past you and running out the front door. Ah! Some young guy who was hiding in the bedroom comes running out and is escaping out the house. I opportunity attack. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you do not do that. Puck, the clockwork next to you is going to attack you. And swings. Yes. You block it with your spear and separate its poisoned manable injector and slice it off. Its second attack, it's going to just panic with, and not panic, but just in confusion, step off of your back, finally, Elmon. Yay. And still right next to you, Puck, but it's trying to figure out what to do next. Has just lost a critical appendage. It's going to lose its next attack. And Puck, you're up. New round. I assume Elmon. Oh, yeah, he's still. Unhurt. <laughs> yeah. Dead party. Unhurt. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh... I need. I need spells and a bow. Apparently, is what I need. Oh. <laughs> They're not helping me. <laughs> Man. Um. Ba, 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 ba. You're on your knees. I know. You got this thing right next to you at eye level. You're seeing also, a kitchen being demolished slowly. And right next to you is Elmon on the ground, who's just staring blankly at I you. I know. Blinking furiously. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Frostbite again. Frostbite. Even though he gets advantage. He gets advantage. You cast Frostbite. Little frozen essence arcs around the creature or forms around it. And it shrugs it off with ease. You still have a move and a bonus, or are you good? Uh, I'm gonna do two more summer bombs that are wizard. Across the room, into the bedroom, just within view. Some healing energy comes. Boom. Nine. Nine huge health. That Nine. May a, that may make a big difference. Elmon, you watch healing. You hear more desperate things out of the side. Your turn is over. You have a chance to shrug off the paralysis. Gathering my will. Uh, 18. And you are able to push yourself at least up to your knees and start shaking your head as you gain sense of your surroundings again. Good job. Avius, you're up. Literally the first thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I prevented you from rolling low. The whole, that's what I tried to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, I cast Earth Armor on myself. Okay. 
five. How much uh, extra armor does that 11, give you? Well, so earth Ooh. armor increases my AC to 15 and then adds, because of the arcane ward that gets triggered addition, uh, adds 11. Wow. Anything else? Um, I do that and I mean, I assume I'm still engaged. Yep, you're just trying to fend it to keep it off. Not anything I can do. Backing up. The clockwork spins 180 degrees. Kilter stumbles awkwardly because it's in pretty bad shape and strikes at the dwarf, Ulgrim, who seems to be happy about this. (laughs) Oh, oh, now I have your attention. (laughs) Strikes at you with a cleaver-type really, really sharp blade. 24. I have rolled also about 319 since we started this battle. Insane. Uh, That is 10. (laughs) 10 slashing damage. 10 slashing, which will be 7 slashing damage. Yeah, with your new ability. And then you get a little concerned look as this weird little probing device with a sharp needle point comes (laughs) right at your your hand. And you just slap it away. What the hell is this? gone. And you're up, Holgram. All right. Three times the charm. (laughs) The attack begins. Jesus. Miss. Another swing and a miss. You are, this this creature, every time you swing, dances to the right, dances to the left. Yeah. Can't, can't handle it. Anything else? You good? I do a little jig. And Elmon, you see this clockwork that's been on top of you. Yeah. Finally completely ignores you and is jumping uh, at Puck, you. Can I jump in front of it? <laughs> you don't have the reaction, I'm afraid, right fall. now. <laughs> Collapse <laughs> unconscious no. next to him. <laughs> Not again. You're like the Dread Pirate Roberts yeah. after he's been revived. Just keeps getting ejected with poison. <laughs> the uh, creature attacks you, Puck. And it attacks you with its poisonous little barb, and I thought you lost that. And realizes that it's just a stub at this nice. point, and misses. Nice. So then it brings out this shiny big blade concept and swings it in with such accuracy, with another 19 rolled of a 24 total, and hits you for 10 slashing damage. Are you still conscious? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Puck is bloodied all around you. It is a new round. Puck, you are up staggering back this thing pressing and pressing and pressing the front door is closed now and the guy has run uh, out of the house um i'm bringing uh, my my spear diana right down on top of this thing all right both hands just you named your spear uh-huh yeah <laughs> and i'm using the inspiration dice he named it from the bard yeah, yeah. yeah. um you will give your spear a girl's name after a long rest <laughs> Sorry, no you slept. Six, uh, six, uh, 18. 18 is a strike. With uh, two, uh, two damage. Two big damage on the unwounded clockwork. Got it. 
put a little nick in it for you. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Elmon, you are on your knees. Um, not too far away from this one. What would you like to do? If I can get my bow out and fire an arrow, I would love to do that. You're in a kind of a bad position to do it, but you're really good at the bow. I'll let you get a bow and fire off a shot with this advantage in this round. Okay. And that will be one of the Elnoran arrows For as bonus well. damage. All right. Uh, that will be a 21. With disadvantage? Yeah. Holy moly. And that hits. <laughs> and it's wounded. He just got up from a nap. He's, he's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 damage. Yes. <laughs> oh God, that's a little more than Pike just did. You have done a... Elmon fired an RPG. <laughs> yeah. I am really angry. That was 21 damage? Uh, yeah. Point blank. You blast into this creature. You have not killed it, but you have punctured straight through it and pinned it to the ground like some sort of butterfly collection type concept. And it's just moving around. It's trying to tear itself free. It's immobilized until it can get free. Nice shot. Avius, you are now pressed up uh, against the wardrobe in the be bedroom. Back. And it's this creature's right between you and Elmon. You and Elmon are about just a few feet away, and the creature's striking whatever which one of you guys moves. And it's it's that would, that would damaged, be, right? Oh, yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be you and Olgrim. Oh, Olgrim, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just want to throw me in the mix every time. <laughs> <damn. laughs> sorry. Somebody's trying to kill me. Sorry. Um, I'm, I got a good beat on it this time. I think I can hit it. Yeah. I've picked up a table. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cast Blade Ward on myself. All right. Uh, my little abjuration cantrip. Stay away from me, you you little creature. You are Blade Warded, and it is going to attack Olgrim. Strikes at you with its nasty, sharp blade and gets a 12 no. Miss, it and it strikes at you with its little syringe-type metal Gah! appendage, and easily misses with a nine. Well dodged, and <laughs> your turn to miss. Your turn. Go ahead. <laughs> My turn to miss. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I do not miss. Um, instead, <laughs> instead. What are you gonna do instead? Uh, I'm going to. Is there a window around? Yes. Uh, is there a back door as well, that kind of concept? There is no back door. There is a uh, wide window. <clears throat> wide window. I'm going to grapple this thing, try to pick it up, and dive out the window with it. <laughs> okay. Well, first you'll get an inspiration dive for that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I will be start. using that here. <laughs> Next year, we're going to make a versus strength roll. So okay. roll your strength and add your strength modifier. Strength, strength modifier. Adding inspiration. Oh, to this. Oh, Jesus. Uh, 11. <laughs> you grab onto it. It's squirmy. It's not as easy as you thought. It's poking at you, but you are able to lift it off the ground oh. and you are running past Avius. It tries to strike at you, Avius, but he yanks it away from you and ah. you leap out the window with it. Leap Is that out the correct? window with it, yep. All right, you may enjoy 1d6 points of window damage. Okay. You can roll that. Uh, I, yes, thank you. Uh, I'm assuming slashing? Yeah. 
Uh, I will take two points of damage. Nice. No, it'll be raw, raw damage. Damn. Yeah, no, it's not a weapon. <laughs> Falling is bludgeoning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you go smashing out the window, you come crashing down, and you start struggling with this thing as it starts moving and things are flopping around. It's like a full 15 seconds of you battling this before realizing it was dead when it went through the window. Oh. It's <laughs> it's just loose and moving around in chunks and pieces in your hand. I realize that I'm here. I just go, I'm here. I'm play acting. Oh, I keep standing up by the window. Oh. <laughs> You're a nice little puppet show. This? this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I've got it. It's dead. And that was that one. There is, however, one of these clockwork spiders still alive, and it is going to <clears throat> try to get itself free and fails to do so and rips itself apart in doing so and crumples into lay brass legs and iron cogs and the ticking and the screams of your friends grow silent and the battle has come to an end anybody seen Grim? he jumped out the window with one of those things to which Olgrim now dramatically kicks open the door with a thing in his hand there's your damn bug <laughs> I don't know what these things are they're not natural down. I'm going to go sit down on the bed for a minute. Okay. <clears throat> uh, had uh, Olgrim ever seen anything like these before? You have not seen anything like this before, no. Mm-hmm. It appears to be more of this um, clockwork contraption. Should should we go after that, that fella who ran right past you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Olgrim, make a perception roll, by the way. <laughs> Aren't you being a little snide? <laughs> Two. Two, never mind. Uh, I'm going to cast Cure Light Wounds on myself in the meantime. All right. That's going to be eight. Huge heal. Eight to Elma. Yes, who was that young man? Uh, Elmon, didn't you describe someone with his characteristics at the party the other night? Mm, I imagine that was uh, Isabon's boyfriend, Heeson. I just saw blonde hair, a screaming boy. So, uh, looking around, like, is there anything, like, we didn't really get to search before this uh, fight started. Is there anything of note anywhere in the house that would help us, or should we just go after that little... Uh, it's up to you. It's going to take Colin. time to investigate or go out and try and find this guy. Listen, well, I would... Let's investigate. Olgrim is going to pin this creature to his shield ceremoniously. Okay. Like like he's just, he's this trophy now on the, on the shield. All right. So you rip off one of the legs from one of them and stab it through the body of this creature into your, outside of your shield. I'm I'm envisioning it's, you know, it's spider-like. It is. So jamming each of its legs into the shield so you have the body and it's just kind of splayed out. out. I got you. Something a predator might do, I would imagine. Yes. That's not terrifying to walk through time. How long are these rummaging around here? How much time do you want? And is there any uh, uh, blood or anything that came from the gut running out of the building? Everything out of the building. Seeing if there's any blood from the blonde. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, I want to try and follow that. You're going to try and track that. I track that. <laughs> yes, I will try and track that. The fighter is going to try and track that. I see that. some blood here. Maybe we can come back to the uh, house later. Let's 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 follow the trail when it's still fresh. Wait, wait, you all have to stand back. You're all bleeding very badly. <laughs> oh. see? I'm fine, I'm That's fine. That's true. <laughs> the trail leads to each one of you. <laughs> Don't shake. <laughs> it leads, di- leads directly to the window. Uh, I'm going to cure, uh, I'm going to do uh, cure wounds on Avius and myself. I'll do Avius first. And don't forget, you can do a short rest of 30 minutes to an hour. That's what Avius wants. Uh, if you want to get health back, unless you think there's going to be more fighting right now, then that's a good time to heal. But they can spend their hit dice to heal themselves if you have time for short rest kind of concept. If we want to track them, we don't have time to wait. Yeah, I'll just I'll okay. do this. Nine. Oh. Alright, you're casting a heal on Avius. And Seth for 10. And uh, Puck for 10. Puck, yes. Okay. And Olgrim, you're heading out following blood. I will um, kind of like, sort of let him walk in front, but I'm going to try you know. Do the actual See, tracking yeah, as you know, your I mean, You know, if he's going the right way, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, you're doing really good. Yeah, okay. yeah I'll encourage him. <laughs> and then when he goes the wrong way, I'm hey. Then, Elmon, you can make a survival roll, and you can gain advantage by incidentally using Olgrim's health. I'm feeling used. 21. You are able to easily spot the trails of blood. It leads out, goes to an alley, ducks, uh, quickly goes across the street. He tried not to get too much attention. You lose it for a second, then you see some blood slightly on a wall, goes into another alley. Takes you guys a couple minutes before it comes to an end in a alleyway where it leads to a bunch of uh, old rotten barrels and trash that doesn't smell too, too good. And he's pretty much hiding right underneath there. You're just a couple, you're like 10 feet away. Avius is still in the house. Yeah, you're still back. Puck and Avius are still back in the house. I'm, I'm taking a short rest. I'm going to search the house. Okay. So in the alleyway, what would you two like to do? I almost want to just charge in. Sword drawn, so to speak. Go. I'll cover you. I just start <laughs> running towards the trash, kicking it out of the way, and trying to fish this character out of the bin. All right. Me. He responds in turn, but with terror. <laughs> As you kick trash We're out of the way, staring at each other's screaming, <laughs> just yelling right at each other's faces oh no. for different reasons. I'm just covering my ears. <laughs> He's uh, pretty much in underwear and maybe like a loose unbuttoned shirt. He was resting or sleeping or whatever. He's been cut a little bit and panicked and wedged in, and now he's got trash in his hair. He's got blonde hair, a little thin. Elmon, you immediately recognize him as the man you were following, who was following the group the day before. Mm. Mm. Don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! I'm not gonna hurt you. Calm down! (laughs) (laughs) What was that back there? Leaving those beasties for my friends. I don't... I don't know. This thing, and I hold up my shield. He panics again. Where did they come from? That guy. That guy brought him. 
He killed her. What guy? The guy who... Who hired us. Give me a name. Make an intimidation roll with advantage. I would give you quadruple advantage if I could, but you get advantage. Uh, intimidation, you say? Yes. <laughs> get rid of those names. Yeah, get rid of these. What'd Six. you roll? Six. I just... I just want to get home again. Uh... Since he doesn't answer, I'm just going to put an arrow kind of like just a couple of inches beside his head. Okay. <clears throat> you they found us! <laughs> <laughs> an arrow thunks into a barrel chunk next to his head. You may also make an intimidation roll with advantage. Natural 20. And what would you like to say right after you fire that arrow? He looks at you in terror. Tell us everything you know about him. And the job, or the next one's in your skull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe your eye. Um, throat. Miro will die. <laughs> Heart. Pick a number. Pick a number. <laughs> it was my girl. She was she was running a, a job at the at the guild, and who's your girl? Uh, Isabon. Mm. He killed her. Who is he? Uh, Senor. He's Can one I of get their a spelling on that. You're sitting a sentence, please. <laughs> Language of origin. Language of origin. Swahili. Oh, okay. I want to kill a man named Sanor. <laughs> he's uh, was one of the he's one of the guild members, and he 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 caught her uh, running a, a, a numbers game. She was trying to skim skim something off off of the top of some deliveries and. And he said, instead of uh, instead of turning her in, he could use her. He could use me. Uh, if if we did a job, he 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 he'd take care of us. And then then he then he then he then he then he kills her. What the hell? And where did these creatures come from? He brought them. Did he kill her, or did the creatures? The those things. He he dropped them and. And then they just started crawling and cutting, and there was so much screaming, and they got me, and I ran, and he ran, and I could still hear him ticking and ticking for like an hour or or forever, and then then you came in. He 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 said he was he 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 needed uh, this this thing. And uh, we were supposed to supposed to take it, and she I couldn't get it. She got it. The gray ascent. That sounds. That sounds like it. Now where is it? And I have the the scruff of his neck just a little bit tighter. He still is just not intimidated by it. <laughs> I don't like that. Not <laughs> he says, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he took it. She, she was. There was the deal, and she refused to sell it to him. She said she was going to keep it, and he got pissed. And everything just went to hell. You didn't see him take it, though. Look, I was I was in the bedroom. How long have you known Isabon? Since last summer. Is there any place she might have hidden it? I, I 
it, it could it could still be on her. Uh, that was they were fighting, and she said, "No, I'm going to keep it." And then there, there any, were knives. Is there any place in the city where where she had a, a a safe house? I'm telling you, she had it in her hands, and then there were knives, and then I then I'm then I'm then I'm then I'm then under the clothes. All right, all right, calm down. I don't think we're going to get much more of him. No. Quap! <laughs> Knock him upside oh, the head. One more. Oh, <laughs> one more. <laughs> you gotta ask beforehand. <laughs> it's etiquette. <laughs> he has been thwapped, and Olgrim gently places trash and barrel gently across him like a blanket. <laughs> Can you wake him up? I have another question. <laughs> All right. I w- actually, I. Well, I was gonna ask him if yeah, ask him. I'll I'll do no. that after. No, it's too late. He's yeah, out. No. He's out. I was gonna ask him about uh, contacts. How how he how they got a hold of the guild, but it's all good. We'll figure it out. We've got to work on communication. <laughs> <laughs> Talk first, hit second. Puck, you have found a total of forty-eight silver. By the way, uh, it's ten. 10 silver to gold. We'll just do tens of everything. 10 copper to a silver, 10 silver to a gold, 10 gold to a platinum. Logarithmic economy. Make it simple. You found a silver, essentially their little cash store, and a dagger with a really nicely, exquisitely wrapped pommel. Seems kind of cool. A little stylish if you're into daggers. I don't know if anyone is. I am. Other than that, there's not much here. There are personal belongings and effects, clothes, whatever medieval toiletries there are. But no, there the uh, no gray ascent. There is no gray ascent. There's like a blue and a pink and a chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> no gray. No, there's no ascent of any kind. Okay. You guys head out of there. You got something else you want to do there? No. I don't think so. Uh, All right. I don't, yeah, I don't even You guys maybe crash at a tavern or something to get that short rest in to yes. catch your breath. Spend yeah. about an hour relaxing, chatting about the battle. So short rest is complete. You can spend as many of your hit dice as you want and then go ahead and roll those to recover that many hit points. This is the first time we've done this in this campaign. Can you... Ch- do, you, do I have to choose before rolling or can I roll one? One at a then, time. Okay. You can string string it along. Oh. How many... How, Oh, we get four. And everyone has different types of hit dice. And how quickly do these come back? The hit dice, half at the, just like your hit points, half at the uh, long rest. Back. Uh, do any we get any spell slots back? No, you have to have arcane recovery to get that ability. Which I have and I did use. You did use mm-hmm. for the first time. Nice. So you recovered a couple first level spell slots? Yes. Nice. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm able to bend the rule in any point, so I'll just ask this up front so I don't cheat the system. No! Well, that's the answer. Uh, short win. Yes. 32. Could be used. Total? Then recovers for a short rest. Could I technically use it before a short rest? Sure. Sweet. Okay, so I can... I can do that. So I'm okay with that. Nine hit points. Thank you. So, my fighter level four. I gain eleven hit points, and then you I get my short rest back. And then it's back, but you're not using. You're still storing. Almost. That. I'm still storing. Yeah. yeah. So you're one shy of full health. Oh, I better use the next one. <laughs> <clears throat> 
I gained two HP with one of my. You still have your. I still have my yeah. eleven. You still have that ring. And I still have the ring. But the ring only happens when you go unconscious. It right? only happens when I yeah, get to zero. And then we have to rob your body for and the then, ring. Yeah. <laughs> and then that can never be used on me again. I'll wake up and pass it to one of you guys. Yeah. Have my dead finger ring. <laughs> Brought me so much luck. <laughs> it's been an hour. You feel rested. <sighs> the rain's still pouring. What would you like to do? So, um, what did you two f- discover? Did you find the man? Got a name. What, what was his name? The name was Senor. A, a, a Spanish man, I presume. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's all we could get out of this, uh, this, this boyfriend. He's with the Thieves Guild. <clears throat> he's he's the one that hired them to acquire the item, and then she, Isabon, refused to sell it to him. And apparently he's very good with these things, and he's... Holgrim is flicking the... Not so much dead, but non-functional creature on his shield now. Holgrim every so often, like, moves one of the gears when no one's listening. <laughs> you just panic when you hear the ticking noise. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Just like the sound of it. He's really winding it back up. <laughs> Slowly. It's getting tighter. I don't know what's going on. It's a death music box. So, Sonor. Maybe... Maybe we should go back to the large lady and see what the bartender knows. <laughs> Gonna run out of adjectives, I think. <laughs> You're gonna stumble across it eventually. The long lady. <laughs> Large lady. The long lady. <clears throat> Mr. Elf, do you do you have any contacts at the Thieves Guild? Do you know Why would anyone? you have contacts at the Thieves Guild? You're no thief, are you? Uh, he hands back your gold. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little shady. Well, there's a reason why we were called scoundrels. Um, I have very few contacts in the city so far. The rain is still pouring pretty strongly now, and you are in a restaurant. Just finished eating a little bit. Have rested. How many hit dice do you guys have left since this is the first time we've used hit dice? I have two. Two for Elmar? I have two. Three, three, and four for the... Oh, you're okay. For the dwarf that didn't get attacked at all in the last battle. Yet somehow I still took a bunch of damage. What would you like to do? Don't throw it. Well, I'd love to have the throat of this, uh, this Senor character. How do we got? How do we find them? Uh, the elf seems to know things. Elmon. 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 Uh, looking guiltily. What? One, two, three, in harmony. <laughs> Elmon. <laughs> the waiting staff is looking at you. I don't do harmony. Amy's. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, uh, <laughs> Avius <laughs> has stood up and is like, 
hiked up his robe a tiny bit about ready to dance and sing. <laughs> what I can find out is pretty limited so far. My contacts are, are remedial at best. But, uh... <laughs> They're special ed contacts. <laughs> I have very few contacts. They're like nine and ten years old. <laughs> Kids mostly. Um... Give me some chocolate and I'll talk. It's... Uh, I would have to come back out after... After night. By myself to... To really be able to learn anything. Well, it sounds dangerous. I don't like you to go out by yourself. Not in this town. Mm. Not after what happened. If I'm careful, I should be safe enough. Well... I don't like it, but if that's the best way we can go. It's noon right now. I say we go back to the scriptorium and see what Tass has determined about our lovely map work. That's a good idea. He owes us money. He does. Does he now? Yes. There's another 160 gold waiting for us. For the and Ogrim already gets up and charges up the door <laughs> with a battle cry. <laughs> you guys leave. Out of my way, peasant. You guys leave this district and walk back towards Midtown and find Tassa's scriptorium. Little uh, entry bell jingles. And Tass is there, the older fellow at his drafting table. And says, oh, hello, it's you, Avius Catorum. It's me. And it's you, Tas, Tas Scriptorium. That is not <laughs> my last name, you silly man. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, yes, yeah, so we've come, you know, f- to gather the rest of our payment. Yes, um, about that payment. I was looking through what you had written down. I see the word kobold repeated very often. Yes, there were a lot of them there. I can vouch. There are 30 instances of kobold in this paragraph alone. (laughs) There were a lot of them there. There are only 30 words in this paragraph. (laughs) There were a lot of them there. Page two. (laughs) (laughs) Kobolds, kobolds. Page three is just a K. Page four is an O. (laughs) And it goes on. We ran out of paper before I got to the D and the S. I'm afraid this isn't quite what I had in mind for the detailed work. Uh, There really wasn't much to the answer. It's a quite small island, and it was just a rotten tower and a few unused caves and kobolds. Why didn't you draw any of that on your interior map with all the details about the flora and fauna? It's literally a weird scribble of a stick figure of a kobold. Okay, here, let me fix that for you now. I have a great memory. And what do you do? And I take it and I begin to pen out the the underground chambers and the dugout tunnels. You may make a... We'll make it intellect full recollection at disadvantaged. Just an intellect roll. Disadvantage. Not a saving throw, just a modifier. Right. 
Well, what? <laughs> you draw <laughs> things cobalt, and draw cobalt, them. Cobalt, it cobalt. just keeps becoming cobalt. <laughs> you cannot stop writing cobalt. Like there's this grin. You know it's wrong. <laughs> you know this is not right. And you turn it back and sheepishly slide it back to him. 160 gold. <laughs> what am I to do with this? These are the cobalts you're looking for. This is a waste of paper, ink, and time. I'm afraid I cannot give you any additional payment. Uh, Tess, that was not the agreement. The agreement was there may be an additional payment for detailed notes. I believe it was if they can map the interior, which we did. I'm afraid this is not good enough. Make a persuasion roll with disadvantage. <laughs> Tess, my good friend. Jesus Christ. I guess you're right. <laughs> What's your roll? <laughs> Three. <laughs> he says, no, this just will not do. Your work on this nautical map is exemplary, but this, this, you've got to learn to master the language. I know four languages. Not according to this. <laughs> well, very well, very well. If I find any other nautical work, I'll certainly send it your way. Okay. Um, well, have you come across anything interesting lately while we're here? In what regard? I don't know. You seem to get interesting people in and out. And what was it that you, that you sold to our friend, um, uh, Malil? Malil, yes. The other day. Oh, he was looking for a map of the empire, and particularly one that showed uh, the city of Tallis as its center. It's not. There are those who would prefer that we secede from the empire, which is some dangerous talk. But he liked to emphasize that and wanted to show something where it was of more importance than the true capital. Oh, he's a tallest, I see. Yes. Well... I hear he's going to throw a party soon. Should be uh, excellent. Uh, it, yep, it was a party. Yes. Oh, you were there. Great. Yeah. Mm, I was not invited. Uh, Zero to ten would you, not go back. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Okay, well, yes, do stay in touch and let us know if there's any other work that we could do for you. All right, well, good day. Oh, no more money. Yep. Avius is holding back his words. Four lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're left with uh, what the uh, what Elman knows. Do you think we should uh, maybe go visit Malil again? He, he might know. Um, he might know Sonor. We could ask, anyways. Brilliant words from the goblin. <laughs> I'm with him. Plus, I have some more bells to ring. <laughs> Jorn will be thrilled. Maybe he's had a chance to uh, uh, gather more funds for us. Oh, I like Very that well. too. All right, you guys walk back across half the city. 
back into Old Town. It's around two, three o'clock in the afternoon now. You're at Malil's estate. There is no one at the gatehouse. And you knock upon the door. And a servant lady opens the door. Says, hello. Oh, it's you. Come in. Yes, sir. How is dear Malil doing, my dear? Uh, He's doing much better. He's in the study. He said if you were to return, he would certainly uh, accept your uh, arrival. Oh, that's fantastic news. Fantastic. She points you to a study, one of the few rooms on the ground floor that has not been decimated by your uh, arrival at the party. And you walk in and you see Malil is there reading a book and um, puts it down as soon as he sees you. Oh, hello. It's good to see you again. Well, it's, it's good to see you up and about, Malil. How are you feeling? I'm I'm not quite fit as I was before, but I'm able to shuffle down the stairs and at least enjoy this good book. And any news about the Grey Ascent? Well, in fact, that's why we're here. We're hoping you can provide us with a little bit more information. Oh, I'd really like to get it back. What information can I provide? It seems, um, a, a fellow by the name of, of Sonor uh, might have this in his possession now. Does that name bring anything up for you? No, the dealer didn't mention anything about that. I bought it and it was a normal deal. I don't know anything about a Sonor. I've never heard of him. Have you had any dealings with an Isabon? No. I know the name. According to Jorn, she may very well be the thief. Apparently, she's someone of standing with the uh, Empire bureaucracy, is what I was made to understand. And an invitation was sent her way. I was told from a couple people the last few weeks she might be a, a player in the know, and I thought she'd be a good invite. And she had a strong interest in the Grey Ascent, which was odd because I bought it from the antiquities dealer and no one else would have known about it. She is, uh, she met her fate at the hands of Sonor. Her fate? She's dead? She is. That's awful. And they quarreled over the Grey Ascent. Uh, she did not want to give it up much like you didn't want to give it up after you acquired it. Well, why don't you speak with him? He is a member of the Thieves' Guild, for starters, and we have no way of immediately contacting him. And doing so will be very dangerous. I'm not sure that this is something we want to embroil ourselves in now, now that we know the Thieves' Guild is involved. I don't know this Sonora. I, 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 I can't say, but we can't just let this get away. I tell you what, though, we were able to get some emergency fund funds from other members of the House Abadar, and I have some a few additional coins. I'd still be love to be able to give you some more. Um, he calls his servant lady in and asks for her to bring his leather pouch. And he distributes out 35 more coins each. Oh, Gold coins. Quite generous of you, 
Mumio, thank you. He said, there is, there is more that I can certainly give, especially if you can find my belonging. Well, we're going to need to... Um... I wouldn't put it past that Norgan either to have been involved in this. Yes, yes, Norgan. What in... What part of town is he in? He's here um, by the shops. We don't have much in the way of excellent workmanship shops here in Old Town. However, we do have some wonderful antiques that you can find, and he's one of the more exclusive dealers. Several of the pieces here in my home are from him. Is he a silversmith? No, he's an, uh, an antique dealer. Do you have any knowledge on why Isabon would have been seeking the Silversmith Guild prior to her death? I, I, I don't know her. I have spoken all of maybe four sentences to her in my life. And in hers. Well, I'm gonna... I believe we're gonna need to nail down a actual monetary price for our services at this point. Um, I don't think Nebula's promises of being taken care of is going to quite be enough for us. Then you, sir, do not clearly value enough the name of House Avenar. We are one of the powerful houses here in the city. You can have fewer good friends than us. I'm quite surprised that you're taking this tone <clears throat> after all that we have done already. Uh, don't you, what you have done? <clears throat> or what we have done? I see. Well, I will give you some additional money. Let's say 50 additional coins a week from now and we will conclude our business and I will have one of my people deliver to you. What's an address? Three. The middle hawk's in. Then, I mean, I'm not used to doing work for, you know, promises of friendship. Uh, we're mercenaries and, and, and you're trying to hire us. Uh, I don't I don't understand what your issue is with, with us trying to <coughs> negotiate <coughs> terms. <coughs> How you normally do business? I was not aware that you were just mercenaries. I thought you were something else. I've made a mistake. Um, if I may, uh, it's just, it's been a long night, and and I think Elman's a little grumpy, and uh, we don't want to lose your favor by any means. Uh, thank you for scraping together what you could for us it's it's enough for us to go for a few days and we would like to solve this as as much as you would and would be honored to do so for you make a persuasion roll and go ahead and do advantage nat 20 natural 20 we're best friends again <laughs> He puts a delicate hand on top of yours as he's lounging in his chair and says, Thank you, Envious. It's been a terrible, terrible 24 hours for me, and that means so much. Well, it's 
It's my pleasure, Mogil. It has been a trying time. I've lost several of my guards. Several of my staff have disappeared. I've got several very valuable items that have been sold and I'm hopefully will get payment delivered to my vault soon. <laughs> and... Not a house on the rise, it seems. <clears throat> have been wounded. This has just there, been a there, nightmare. There, there, You just keep resting and hopefully we can get back to you with some more information or even better, the, the Grey Ascent itself. That would... That would mean the world. Yeah, perhaps we should go let you rest before someone rolls a one. (laughs) 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 He uh, pats you on the hand again, Avius, as you depart. Real quick, Malil, before we leave. As you depart. (laughs) 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 Before we leave, how's uh, how's my good friend, uh, uh, Mr. Burns? Oh, my manservant. He's doing much better. I've given him the week off. He has more than earned it. I'm sure he won't take it, though. He'll be up by tomorrow, I'm sure, making breakfast. Tell, tell him I asked about him. All right. Oh, and, and, Malil, if you do get a chance, you should go check out the Lumpy Lady Bar. It's excellent. Uh, I will certainly take that fine in, in wine, account. Fine wine. Good to know. <laughs> Lumpy Lady. I'm picturing Mr. Burns chartering a shit and, oh no, this will not do <laughs> shit. Uh, I could follow him all day long. How many gold did he give us in it? 35. 35 each. Let's, let's go find this traitor. Do you guys really want to... You're outside as a state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not hovering over. <laughs> We've Malil. taken Alma on a side. <laughs> you seem- You're going to get on the bad side of the Thieves Guild potentially through through this employment. Well, the that thieves- explains the uh, the comments. Well, you had me worried there. Ah, no worries about the Thieves Guild. In a city like this, there's okay, much this, to worry about. There's a little worry. <laughs> If the Thieves Guild do have this, this, whatever it is, wouldn't we want to get it back from them? If it's anything as bad as these clockwork mechanisms, uh, that's quite scary. We're relying on you, Elamund. And that's why I wanted to negotiate payment up front, because this is no, no small thing to try to get take something from the thieves guild if if it is something that they want and something that they're after and we end up on the bad side of them tell we us don't, we don't know that yet though we don't so let's if let's have this conversation if we find that out <clears throat> what are you worried about uh our skins elman gold covering your skin cause I've got your back I know Avius does. I know Puck does. I think I think he needs a little gold is what he needs. <laughs> I will, as Olgrim, uh, I will hand over the entirety of my pouch of 145 gold over to Elmont. What? what? I, I... Well, 105 I, of it is yours. 
<laughs> you do oh fuck a I little take bit. out 40 puck, minutes puck, puck the accountant <laughs> oh right, right right I forgot about that little goblin hands get in between the transaction <laughs> I, so you get you get 105 and he gets 40 back Elmont holding out his hand refuse, refusing to take the payment it's not really about the gold grim the goblin does not hand back his <laughs> nope <laughs> It's about getting on the wrong side of the thieves' guild. <clears throat> you saw what they did to Isabon. Aye? Aye. And I do know they carry these nasty things around. And Lord knows, Lords know what else they do carry. They're hiding dark trinkets, things no man should have. They should be destroyed. Perhaps, and perhaps, uh, as you said in Easton's house, not all fights need to be won. No, we don't have to win it. We just have to sneak past those sneaky people. (laughs) Sneakily? Sneakily. (laughs) I'll go out tonight and find out what I can, but I am... I have many reservations about what about embarking on on a mission that puts us against the Thieves Guild and Talus. How about this? Um, the day's almost gone. Let's try and find um, what was his name, the Norad guy. Norgan. Norgan. And um. Why does it sound so wrong in your voice? <laughs> Norgan. <laughs> and see if. He knows anything about Sonor, and then we can mull over it for the evening with some <coughs> fine food and good wine and uh, fire. When we're talking to him, I would suggest asking in a roundabout way. Maybe he knows the uh, thieves speak that you seem to know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he says with the I, word dick hidden inside the message. <laughs> Banana, it's not really that much of a code. <laughs> the, that emoji, the purple. He just holds up a sign. Listen here, eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys are heading to the antiquities dealer. Is that what I'm getting? Yep. All right. And the hour is growing late. Yep. As you approach, you can see he even has a closed sign at his window and you stop. It's sprinkling now. You're still all wet and you're kind of like, oh, shoot, we got to come back later. And then it immediately flips back over to open and you see the door (laughs) open and a smiling guy say, come in, come in. Well, hello. You step inside. It is a smallish store with lots of wooden antiques, with ceramic bowls, with just things rich people might like. Lots of fun antiques. Things you guys could not give a damn about. The antiques you want have friggin' magic from demons. Nonetheless, Olgrim finds a corner with nary a bit of brittle anything around him. He just sits there in All right. heavy chain mail and just kind of slumps Here are the bolts <laughs> resting in the china. Pretty shop. much. Elmon starts to kind of peruse through the things. Um, 
and using thieves can't we'll start a conversation <clears throat> um you know an idol so <clears throat> if some simple travelers are searching for unique antiquities passing through talus <clears throat> with the uh, um and uh the antiquities have to be acquired within a certain time frame but you don't presently have them what sort of shipping time do you have Sinor on um <laughs> so what is your, your secret message? Keep in mind, it takes a long time to get the secret message across, yeah. so you tend to make it short. What's the short message? Um, Basically asking him, uh, do you know Sonor? All right. He does not follow that speak whatsoever. Okay. And just says, well, deliveries come when they come. It's hard to tell when I can find a particular item, but let me show you some of what I have. These have come in in the last week. They're fabulous. And shows you several nice bowls and plates. And kind of meeting everybody's eyes. I just I'm like shake my head to let them know that, that he's not following All right. what I'm saying. So. I don't believe we introduced ourselves yet, the uh, root of us. I'm sorry. The, I'm Avius Catorum, and I understand you are uh, Norgan. Is that correct? I don't like how you say my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am indeed. I'm a, I'm a dealer in fine arts, a dealer in everything you might need in your home to make that special statement that is you. Very nice, very oh. nice. Well, we are. I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> we are explorers of sorts, and uh, time after time we find ourselves coming across things of interest or beauty or uh, uniqueness that could be desirable. To those who are not as well traveled. <laughs> he sounds like Christopher Walken. He sounds down a little desirable. desirable. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> oh, so good. oh, man. Your next character has got to be Christopher Walken. Oh, that was so good. I got a fever. I got a fever. <laughs> Need more cowbell. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, carry on. It's just really common, Mark. <laughs> oh, my, I heard it too. Uh, <laughs> now you've got to avoid it. Yes. So that's the problem. Now I'm thinking about it all the time. <clears throat> um, <coughs> maybe, uh. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Avius <laughs> is fucked. Avius. <laughs> Avius is like straight face, but everyone else is on the floor in tears. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh. Does anyone else want to speak? 
in <laughs> Latavius. I'm afraid my accent will start to <laughs> Goblin, want to give it a go? <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Mr. Mr. Norgan, um... We've come, we've come, uh, because, uh, our friend, uh, Malil has sent us here. He said he has bought some, uh, some nice, some, some interesting, uh, trinkets from you lately. Oh, yes, you know Malil. Yes, we're, we're very good friends. Oh. And well, he, he we're, does we're, not, we're, 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 not we're, happy we're about that. Friendly. <laughs> And what exactly is your business here tonight? He seems ill at ease and is stepping more towards a back area. Is he the one that sold the gray ascent to him? Yes. He okay. Um, as I step in it, uh, I'm gonna try and uh, kind of look up at you guys, hoping somebody will uh, save me from drowning. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting rather late. I I think it's we might have to. Why continue do you do do you not like our friend Malil? You seemed to 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 back away after I mentioned him. No, no, it's just that it's getting getting late, and you just open. I I it was a wrong flip of the sign, but we'll open bright and early tomorrow. He's back at a <laughs> counter area and has got the counter between you and him now, so he has some sort of protection. Why don't you tell us what's going on, Norgan? <clears throat> he says, I don't want any trouble. Neither do we. Um, We'd rather avoid any trouble at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're cracking elven knuckles. <laughs> but you use a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Helps limber up the fingers. Arthritis. I've dealt with Malil in the past. Uh, uh, Our dealings are over from now on. I've made my decision. Something very dangerous. And we're trying to get some more information about it. And I've sold him many things over the years. You know what we're talking about. <clears throat> I can see it in your tone, in your stance. I sold him several items a few days ago. They were magical in nature. I don't normally come across them, but some adventurers had recovered them from a dungeon beneath the city. <coughs> Is that where you got the gray ascent from? So he sent you about that. He ended up with it. He's the one who stole it. <clears throat> Why are you coming back to me? I should be sending my men to f- finish off his. What do you mean that he stole it from you? We had an agreement. He had, s- I-, I offered several different items to him. And when it came to, he bought each of them, honestly, as he's had over many years. But when we came to the last one, the Grey Ascent, he suddenly changed his mind and said he wasn't going to pay for it at all and had his thugs he had brought with him uh, attack me and uh, my guards. We had not been appraised of this. Malil's story is a little different. 
Well, I sent his guards back with a beating, but he still left with it. And now he sends you here f- for what? He's got it. <clears throat> well, no, he, he doesn't have it. Um, we're trying to track it down. We were hoping that maybe you could help us. How? Maybe the people who gave it to you or sold it to you have it back, maybe. It was a long con of sorts. I don't think so. They're not alive anymore. Uh, What do you mean by that? The adventurers who sold me the item, they were killed by the city guards. When and why? They sold me the items and probably trying to do what you mentioned, some sort of con or or thievery, came back after the items were sold and tried to take them from me. The guards were called and unfortunately the adventurers were killed. And you tried to sell the Grey Ascent to him? You wanted to sell it? Yes. Did anybody else uh, show interest in it before you sold it to Malil? Yeah, there was one more offer, but I will make you an offer. If you can return it back to me, I will give you 75 gold apiece. He's got my vote. Can I ask uh, Norgan one one more question? Um, There was one one of uh, Malil's guards... Uh, lost an eye? <clears throat> Did, do you know who took it? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have it? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that goes to you. I, I know the guard you're speaking of. I don't know how he lost the eye. It was a long time ago, but I know one of my ben, one of my men. Uh, oh, he didn't he didn't lose it in the fight with the no he lost gentleman? it he oh. lost it quite a while ago. But we left him with quite a limp. <laughs> Disappointment. Oh yeah, quite a limp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I would like to buy a, a, a an ale for for your men who who gave him a limp. I'll 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 let them know. <sighs> Thank you. Well, I I think maybe you've been of assistance. Uh, I'm getting tired, so I can't tell. But thank you for your time. Uh, good, e- good day. And he uh, uh, helps you out the door and flips over the clothes sign and locks the door behind you. <clears throat> Around five o'clock at night. <clears throat> huh, what? You say we retire back to the Middle Hawks and. We have some things to discuss. Yes. We're going to go back to the Middle Hawks. All right. You are back at your uh, room, your rooms at the tavern out <clears throat> on the ground floor, actually, of your tavern. Yes. What's the name of the innkeeper? Mm, Nor. Yeah. Nor. <coughs> He seems to know a little bit. We could ask Nor. That's what I was thinking. Well, let's talk for a minute first. Who's ready for adventure? (laughs) And he goes to the bathroom. (laughs) 
just giving uh <laughs> I give Avius just a bland look. <clears throat> Everybody who has been in possession of the Grey Ascent has not wanted to sell it and has had it stolen from them and then has either died or had it stolen from them. And then when they get it, they want to sell it and then don't. They decide to keep it. And Leal does not seem like a particularly sentimental individual that I... I this thing has to be impacting their their sensibilities somehow. We're and if they got it from the deep in the bowels of the city, um, we've all heard the stories. There's dark things down there. There's dark magic. There's <coughs> powers beyond um, any of our current reckoning. We are, uh, if we continue with this and seek this out, we are getting into territory that is beyond dangerous. But gold. There's plenty of other places where we can seek gold. The, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I, I feel like we should find it and, and make sure no one can own it ever again. I agree. If it's so dangerous, it needs to be destroyed. Then we're not in it for the gold. I'm not in it for the gold. Puck. That's fine. Avius. Gold. (laughs) 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 Uh, Very well. Let's do what we must. And also in that, everybody who's possessed it, if they learn that we've destroyed it, um, and it has impacted their mind, they may not take that very well either. And on top of that... This is getting tall. It is. (laughs) This is why we can just walk away from this one. And it may possibly now be in possession of the Thieves Guild. And if it is, they're going to be killing each other for it until it ends up in possession of one of the more powerful, if not the leader of the Thieves Guild. And then I want no part of that. For no amount of gold, no amount of glory, no amount of goodness is going to make me want to seek that out at this point. It's not about glory. It's not about gold. It's about ridding the world of a dark magic. One that influences minds of everyone who has ever been with it. And how do we protect ours? You send one very ornery dwarf after it. Not chew on it. (laughs) (laughs) And one fearsome giant goblin. Yeah. Where do we find that? Right here. <laughs> you look over the table. <laughs> <laughs> then we're not working for Malil. And we're not working for Norgan. I don't trust either of these guys we've had dealing with. We're working with. for ourselves on this one then. Always. Always. 
Do we have enough gold to get by, at least? Oh, I've got about a hundred here. That'll last you for quite a while. Very well. If we get this taken care of, we have other... We have uh, Mr. Elves uh, task we need to accomplish as well. But now we need a lead. And that's where you come in, Elman. Hi. Okay. Um. All right, so what's your plan, Elmon? I am going to leave the Middlehawks. Bef- before you leave, uh-huh. Pug, uh, Puck uh, wants to come up and uh, discreetly, without the other two hearing, do you, do you want me to go with you? It'll be better if I go alone. I doesn't have to be me. It could be a sleek black panther. Oh, intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> or shark. <laughs> or shark. Transform <laughs> shark on a leash. <laughs> I'll be at the dock. <laughs> I'll just push him in. <clears throat> totally broke stride there. Sorry. <clears throat> you know? The thought, uh, I don't, I don't like, uh, you going by yourself. If, uh, if you... Can you stay out of sight in that form? Yeah. All right. Very well. Uh, the help would be appreciated. Let's go. Okay. You leave the middle hawks. You head out back, and Puck, you transform into with your wild shape ability into what animal? Uh, to a panther. All right. Does it have any cool special ability? Uh, it has <laughs> plus four to stealth. That will be Ooh. a good one. Yeah. Plus two to perception. All right. And Elmon, what is your goal? Where are you headed? What are you doing? I'm headed to um, what is one of the seedier parts of town? There are a couple different places you have in mind. You don't want the seediest no, part of town. No, um, the seedier. Um, yeah, you can think of like a docks, place to head to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so shipyard type area where there's going to be, you know, kind of more... Um, people of different nature. All right. Will. Um, <laughs> the loquacious lady is quite the <laughs> yeah, establishment. Yeah, the loquacious lady. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I'm gonna head down there and sort of, um, you know, kind of give uh, this the hands, you know, kind of show in my hands a little bit of thieves can't that I would want to, you know, speak to. Somebody from the guild, maybe be approached right. by somebody. You spend time this night doing that. Puck, you follow him in panther form. As I am traveling, I'm keeping in mind that I have a panther companion. Okay. And picking my route to also be beneficial to a stealthy panther, if you will, so that, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not... In huge, wide open spaces. You um, select the or, panther icon yes, on Google exactly, Maps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or a pet shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, this thing's... All right, then let's have an overall roll for stealth made by Puck the Panther for your efforts to get down to the docks. Um, an 11. You make your way down to the docks. There are a couple spots where it's really tough to get a panther through. Some intersections that are a couple that are brightly lit. 
and he's just got to scamper across fast. One of the bigger challenges is the one and only road down through the cliffs, <clears throat> down to the docks, where people come and go, even at this late hour, there's some people coming and going. And at this region of the city, they just stay clear of you and your panther. It's it's not the most crazy thing. I mean, there was a troll that ran rampant. i run with my the, hands yeah. up and start screaming, so everybody's staring at me as I just run straight through this area. <laughs> they just assume he's some sort of animal companion that you're maybe some druid yourself or something like that. Or a ranger. Or a ranger. Animal companion. Uh, and uh, they just keep their, keep their, give you your birth, your space, and leave you alone, and you start having a couple conversations around in the docks. <coughs> You are able, after a couple hours, to find some thief who does not take kindly to you asking things to different people. No one's understanding. This is like your third bar you've been going to. He hears you, and as you leave, pushes you aside into an alleyway. He's got a dagger out. You've got your hands up, and you also have a panther that's watching from across the Mm -hmm. street. And the thief says... uh, and I'm uh, I'm taking a completely casual stance at this point. Okay. You know, my hands are up. I'm like, you know, not trying to be particularly threatening right now. He says, "Hey, I don't know you. What are you asking about?" <clears throat> it's uh, I, I apologize about the method that I have to use to get in contact, but the it is possible that the guild has recently acquired a very dangerous item that they may not be aware of the uh, true properties of. And what do you want me to do about that? I felt the guild needed to be warned. So you're doing this out of your own good heart, huh? Heart of gold? Thief with a heart of gold? Aren't we all? Well, apparently not all of us are members, though. Some of us just pick up things here and there and have found people that they trust and trust them. He leans back and kind of has a inquisitive look. And as he goes through some different thoughts, something clicks in his mind and he gets real serious then and takes a more aggressive stance and says, so you're one of Killraven's men. I am not. And he looks puzzled. Well, I don't know anything about no items. I've got my work to do down here in the docks. Would the name Sinor bring a bell to you? Nope. You just might warn your leadership that there's something that came from down in the tombs that is nothing but trouble to anybody who has it. It's no good. Yeah, I'll do that. Now you stay out on my turf. Sure thing, cupcake. (laughs) (laughs) He flinches and pulls back, but he doesn't start a fight and lets you uh, go about your way. Okay. It is late in the evening. Olgrim, you are pretty much alone at Middlehawk's bar, finishing up your drink. Nor is cleaning some glasses behind the bar or something like that. There's a fire crackling. Avius, you had to tuck in several hours ago. <laughs> I wanted to talk to Nor. <laughs> and you're still waiting on your friends to return. I'm uh, wondering what they will come up with for the night. Mm-hmm. Nor mm-hmm. 
absentmindedly drops a glass and breaks it like some fool. You make some mocking joke to him, and then notice he is being extra silly with you, and he is staring straight at you. Nor, the innkeeper. Like, 40, 50 feet away on the other side of the inn, behind the counter, just staring straight at you. Like you just said something incredibly offensive. So, uh, are you going to be looking at me like that all night? He doesn't move a muscle and uh, make an insight roll to get a read well, on a his of... what he's about to tell you. Which dot? I swear. Use the red one. God. What'd you roll? A, uh, what'd you say? Insight. That'd be a five. All right. <laughs> you have no idea. There's a long pause again as he just stares right at you. He's never taken this tone with you before. You think he's about to speak, and then no. Suddenly there is a big blast of black necrotic energy slams into him from the side, and he disappears behind the bar. You see four men in robes come rushing into the bar, and you feel yourself starting to stiffen and become paralyzed yourself. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving. Sure, you want to use that die? <laughs> I got, I got you. you want to pick a die for me? Uh, wisdom saving throw. Okay, here we go. Natural twenty. Oh. Woo! You resist and shrug it's, it off. It's it's resisting, but I drink the last bit of your beer. There are four robed men who are storming in and off. One got a spell off, and it is a new round, and you have initiative. All four of them are on one side of the bar, and they're all casting spells at you. Fantastic. Does Avius wake up from the commotion? Avius, you have not woken up yet. Uh, <clears throat> how far away am I from them? You're about, uh, say, 20 feet or so. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You don't need to win all fights. I don't need to win all fights, no. <clears throat> uh, 20 feet away. I could cover that distance. That's the, that's the fun part. How far away is the door? How far is the way the door from, from them? Uh, the door from them is about five feet, and there's a door about t- a back door about ten feet behind you as well. Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> I am going to uh, race over. At, I didn't see who cast. I just see them all casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I race over my twenty-five feet, which I believe covers the distance. Right. You kick out your chair and t- charge towards them. Charge towards them. Okay. And uh, uh, lash out with my sword. Lash away. Lashing. Swinging. Natural 20. Whoa! Two, it's hits. two in a row. So my I switch. Another drink! <laughs> uh, we're going to do your max damage for that critical hit. What's your max damage? Max damage would be 11 with one-handed as I'm still holding a shield. Okay. And that guy is going to be stunned even with that critical hit. He staggers back. His casting efforts are completely thrown off. His friends, however, are going to cast spells at you, and they don't need to roll for that. 
One of them casts a spell and a black sickle shape appears off at his side, which then swipes right at you. It's, it's this ethereal, shadowy-looking uh, spell effect that's on, at his side. Comes scything down at you. Mm-hmm. And... You are just on fire. You easily dodge underneath that. You are you're doing great right now. You easily dodge that. You anticipate that one coming. However, you feel a crushing compel- compulsion to remain motionless and must make another wisdom saving throw. Oh boy. Uh wisdom 14. And you shrug it off. And you're just standing there with confidence, a little ha-ha! And the last one casts another wisdom saving throw Jeez. as you are trying to resist these constant attempts to paralyze you. And did my attack break any of the spells? There were four guys. One guy did not get any okay. spells up. Oh. 18. 18. Nice. <clears throat> it's not working, one of them says. And it's a new round, and you may go. You've got a wounded guy right in front of you. You staggered, and there's three more around you. Uh, who's the one who said it's not working? That's the guy. Uh, you're next to guy number two, and guy number three said that. You just got to step maybe eight feet over to him if you want. Uh, following through, I step the eight feet. Okay. And uh, lash out. Good luck. Is a 15. Is a hit. With... Four points of damage. It's a cut. Not a big one as before, but definitely a cut. And then I follow through with yet another attack. Oh, bonus action surge. Same <laughs> exact same movement. Really? Uh, say 15 it's a 15. hit. Uh, four points of damage. Wow. All right. Cut, cut. You cut him up. The guy with the <clears throat> black scythe has its swing towards you, trying to catch you, and does. You're distracted by your attack on guy number three, that you don't see guy number one's it's blade a, comes scything It's out. a weapon, right? It's a weapon attack? Let me determine what it is. <clears throat> it's gonna be magic. It is force damage. But what- uh, Actually, what, I'm sorry, it's gonna be necrotic damage. But what kind of attack is That's it? Worse. Uh, spell damage. Okay. It's a melee spell attack, uh, and it is four points of necrotic damage. Four points. Yeah, not done. Uh, I will. It's a melee spell attack. Uh, this says this indicates a melee attack. That counts. Okay. You're going to parry. I'm going to parry. <laughs> he blows Fuck up. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. That is my spirit arm plus the dex. Is. I block all four. Jeez, that's going to be demoralizing for, for them. <laughs> you swing, you block that. His main action is to stab at you from behind, but you spin around and block that as well. Um, there's still a couple more guys left. Let me double check uh, for this round. Double check where they're at. Got it. Another guy waves his hand up and down in an arc and summons his own black scythe that comes out. There are now two of those in the air, and it dramatically slams into you for 10 points of necrotic damage. 
And then the other guy waves his hands and pulls at you and tries to lock you into position. You must make another wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh, man. It is 13. 13. You feel yourself tense up <clears throat> and lose control of your ability to fight back in frustration. You give out some sort of yelp before you lose your uh, your action. What's your what's your yelp before you lose? Avius! <laughs> and a thump. Avius, you hear your name called out. <laughs> and some crashing. You wake up in the bathroom. <laughs> some crashing knocking noise dream. from downstairs. Oh, uh, what? What was that? I... Put on my robe. Okay. Of course. My fighting robe, not my sleeping robe. <laughs> and I rush downstairs. You go down the stairs quickly, your bare feet slapping against the stone. You reach the bottom of the stairs and you see the tavern is completely empty with chairs and some tables knocked over and nor groggily picking himself off the floor and pointing at the front door. There, they got your dwarf. Who, who? Some guys. Uh, <sighs> I need help. Uh, he, I think you'll be okay. I'm going to go <laughs> check on my dwarf. Uh, just walk it off. <laughs> and I rush out the door. You rush out the door. You see a long road that extends um, both directions. You look left, you look right. Go ahead and make a perception roll. Am I able to talk while paralyzed? Um, no. I roll for and perceive nothing. Okay. You roll, you and look around, you see nothing but a black panther and trailing it is your elven friend, Elma. They're far, far away and coming down the street towards you. Elmon! Puck! Can you hear me? You can hear him. I acknowledge and... You see there's trouble because he's obviously okay. in his fighting robe. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and I start sprinting um, towards him. All right, he calls out Look, again. Looking for danger. G G Grim is... Grim is gone! Do you see him anywhere? You may make a perception roll. Uh, you may as well, Puck. Elmon and Puck may make perception roll. Can I, can I make one too? You perceive <laughs> way too much. Eight. Seventeen. Yeah, count Ooh, on the goblet. That's with the perception of the panther bonus. Oh, boy. Or is that different? No, yeah, perception's high. Yeah, it's still like it plus should two be or three. Or three. Uh, it's plus two, so sixteen. Sixteen. It's Everyone looks nice. around, but with... Cat-like night vision in the in the night. You your panthery eye catches movement on a rooftop that should not be there, and you can see a lone figure who is looking down at the street where this yelling is coming from, and sees you. You. He just sees this panther walking, and then both of you are looking at each other. He sees you looking at him. He's still some distance away, and then he turns and starts running how, along the How rooftop. high is this roof? It's three stories tall. Okay. I have climbing ability of 40 feet. Your panther oh does? Yeah. He's going to scare the Whoa! That's faster than you can normally run as a goblin. Yeah. Bouncy, bouncy, fun. Wow. So, uh, yeah, up I go. 
Wow, all right, you scurry up and scurry up. You jump to this ledge, push off, climb up the, uh, the rocks like a cat on a cat tower, and you are up on top of the roof. El Elmon, you don't see what's going on, but you see Puck the Panther just instantly goes up in a huge sprint. Uh, I will follow. Okay. To the best of my ability. <laughs> okay. You're going to take a couple rounds maybe to do that, but okay. you start that process. Puck, you're on top of the roof. You can see this fellow. He is climbing. He's some distance away and climbing up uh, to a fourth story building and make a... Make kind of a insight roll might also apply to this. So how do I do? Just use your normal one. Uh, yeah, the form doesn't change that. Twenty-three. You know that he is absolutely coming to a dead end on the fourth floor. He's coming to a major intersection, and there's no buildings connected to it. This is a long line, and he's reached the end point. So I'm gonna go after him and keep him trapped. Okay at the dead end. You run across the rooftops like crazy and you you uh, gain easily on him. Elmon, you need to make an athletics roll for climbing. This is overall speed. Natural 20. What? <laughs> yes. He gets wow. on the panther. <laughs> Holy moly. You scurry up and leap with amazing elven grace. Are you in trouble now? <laughs> <laughs> Almost like Tarzan in the jungle, and you bound up with ease and reach the top and swing up and land like some cool little Batman pose on top of the building. You can also, with that 20, see the fellow now yourself. Mm -hmm. He is just made it on top of this four-story building along this long row with a panther that has just reached the bottom of or, the, or that third floor right yeah. underneath him. And you also see that guy is pointing off in the distance to someone you cannot see uh, and is making some sort of hand motions. You thought he was casting a spell, but then you don't think so. He's trying to make some sort of long distance communication. So this sort of doesn't make sense that the dwarf would be up that high. We're um, just chasing a single target as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not giving up the pursuit, but I definitely am kind of searching. Are down. you slowing things down and looking around? Y yeah, but still, you know, trying to make good progress, but not single-mindedly. I'm I'm still kind of thinking that that you know maybe Grim is not up on the fourth floor of a building. Okay. Because um, having dwarves that high generally doesn't occur, so. Um, it's not their natural happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Avius, you called out telling them that there's a problem, <laughs> and then they just instantly just disappear up yeah. the walls. Anything you would like to do? Have a spot of tea. <laughs> Teleport. <laughs> Wait. Um, I'll head that direction. Okay. I'll move, move, I guess. All right, you're moving. Did you want to try to follow them, which is clearly there's m many ladders or stairs up the side of this building that you cannot see because they got up there so quickly, or do you want to follow along the ground? I'll follow along on the ground. Okay, you follow along, and when you get to that intersection where they scampered up, you have no idea how in the hell they got up the side of that building. It was incredible. Yeah. Puck! Can I yell out? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Avia! Oh, no, that's me. Um, <laughs> Puck! Grim, uh, Grim! Uh, Elmon! Mummy! 
Puck, you are at the building that's at the edge of this row. You scamper up to it with ease and you reach the top of this four-story building. The view is great of the city from here. It's uh, a wind blows across uh, and the guy is stuck. He is at one end of this building. You can also hear some music and laughter from down below. There's some sort of party going on late tonight and he is stopped. He is a figure draped in a uh, grayish robe with a hood over his head. He turns around, you've never seen this man before and he looks kind of wild-eyed and draws a slightly curved short sword. Uh, how far is he about like 20 feet away? You maybe can totally make that happen. Okay, so um, if the panther moves 20 feet straight towards a target and hits with a claw attack, uh, the target must succeed on a uh, DC 12 strength save or be knocked prone. Okay. So I'm going to rush, I'll rush him and do a claw attack. You gallop right towards him and you swipe with your claws. So you have to succeed first and then he has to mm-hmm. make a check. A 15. You strike. How much damage? Three damage. And then what's uh, five damage, excuse me. And what is his DC? Uh, what is he rolling? Strength. Uh, DC, yes, the strength. Strength. 12. He holds his ground, takes the swipe, and <clears throat> with his blade, does not strike immediately. He's about to. Instead, he says something to you. He says, all of it here, all of it will go away in shining violence. We all die. And says one more thing to you, Puck. (laughs) (laughs) And leaps backwards off of this building and falls to your surprise and smashes through lattice work with vines and down into this. Do I see that? Uh, not quite yet. Lands, smashes through this all and crashes into a wedding party down below and crashes into them and dies in a bloody splatter. Your panther just looking down from four yeah, stories I'm above. Yeah, i <laughs> back away and um, uh, make my way back down to the ground before I turn back into Puck. All right. Avius, you do hear some crazy crashing noise and screams, and you think it has to do with this. So you head around to this building. You can see it's a <laughs> restaurant that's open really late, and people are screaming, and there's some big party that's been totally broken up. I guess that's two nights in a row you've broken up parties. <laughs> it's like our job. Um, I'll go in to see what happened. All right, you see there's a dead guy laying on the ground, and there's people in a huge panic. You've never seen this man before in your life. What What happened here? People literally are just screaming and running. Somebody <laughs> talk to me. no one to talk to. I'm a to. confused old man. <laughs> oh, cake. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I guess nobody's going to talk to Does this wedding have pudding? I yell out again. Puck! Elmon! Grim? Time passes by. Olgrim, you find yourself groggily waking up. You remember losing control and becoming paralyzed. You remember them grabbing you and taking you out. Then you remember getting hit. You have taken 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. 
I'm assuming I'm not in armor. You're not in heavy armor master mode with that, no. You are not in armor. You find yourself awake in a small, well, not small, but a medium-sized 30 by 30 dungeon room of dark gray stones. The floor is damp with wet puddles here and there. You can hear a raspberry, raspberry, a rasping, whispery voice behind a big iron door that's right in front of you that does not sound normal. There's a bucket in the far corner of the room, and Could there- be here a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's for. There is a young man wearing a robe who is sitting on a stool on the far corner of the room, and you are tied, hands behind your back, sitting on a chair and legs bound to the chair. Ugh. All right. Which one of you did this? The young guy starts to open his eyes and looks and sees you and looks startled. He stands up. What am I? He walks. Can I, am I tied down? You are, your hands are tied behind your back and they're tied to this metal chair and your legs, your ankles are tied to the chair legs. I... Uh, struggle, Ogrim struggles to try to get free, to break free, to charge this individual that's in front of him as best he can. He quickly runs towards you, past you, and knocks on another metal door you can't see that's behind you. Let me out! The door creaks open. Fight me, a cheating wizards! And you hear some footsteps come in. And behind you, you hear a voice, a voice you have heard once before. And the voice says, So you've had a change of heart and wish to sell your barrel. Yes. And we'll stop there for tonight. An investigation throughout the city, a battle with brass spiders, and guest appearances by Black Panther and Christopher Walken. What more could you ask for? Are the hero's suspicions about the Grey Ascent correct? Has the trail leading to it gone cold? And what will be the fate of Olgrim Shieldbiter be at the hands of these cultists? Thanks as always to Seth, Tim, Christopher, and Chris, and thank you to our listeners for sticking with us on our crazy adventures. All music has been officially licensed, and if you're interested in the sound effects you heard, check out the great sounds at sirenscape.com. Until next time.